Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And I am Ace. Ace in the place. <laughs> I am here. Uh, what's your full name, Ace? I am Ace Andres Cabrera. Nice. That's a name fit for the galaxy. Far, yes, far away. It is. There is. We are multiplying. We, we are many. <laughs> we are many. Many, many Latinos are 
Now in the galaxy. Now in the galaxy. <laughs> on Disney Plus, coming in November. <laughs> we are here to talk about that. This is the Force Center D23 reaction, breakdown, in-depth look. It's everything people have wanted, Joseph, over it's the last couple of days in one so big So much. Yeah. yeah. One, it's the, the rise of Kenobi, the Mandalorian, Skywalker, and more. <laughs> and It's really insane. It's a weekend more. I feel like Star Wars fans have been waiting for for a long time. We're like, yeah. why can't we just get absolutely inundated? And now here we are, a flood of Star Wars news. Any one of these things would be massive by itself. Absolutely. We're splashing around in the deep end. <laughs> That's right. And a lot of people tweeting us over the weekend, we need the force center reaction. We need the information. Scheduling kind of dictated that we have to wait. But I think too, Joseph, we we really like to take our time yeah. when we can. Some things are going to be, let's get into a studio or a hotel room. Right. <laughs> <and record. laughs> but there's so much that we need to go through and take a look. And as we like to say here, speculate responsibly. Joseph, you're wearing the T-shirt to remind I us all today. I am. I'm wearing our Force Center Speculate Responsibly T-shirt, which you can buy on our Tee Public site, just like I did. It's a perfect time to speculate responsibly and also have fun with that. And yeah. I want to make sure. I, I, I was in a traveling headspace, slightly grumpy on Friday, and I don't want anyone to think that I was, like, not excited or that speculate responsibly doesn't mean roll up your sleeves and oh, dig yeah. into this. It's just the other side of it that we're always cautious about because there's a lot of possibilities of this news, and we're going to dive into that today. We're going to take our time. You're here. Uh, Ace Cabrera's here filling in for Jennifer Landa, who I'm sure – as at home, wanting to talk about this as well. I know she tweeted out she really wanted to see some Ewoks yeah. in that celebration, but not there yet. But I, <laughs> I do want to remind you, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later, we'll do our Force Center recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us. We'd like to talk about life adventures. Star Wars adventures. Uh, one of them is this is the first Four Center episode in uh, my new home studio. You might, for the first time, hear barking chihuahuas in the Ooh, background, Joseph. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> and I do want to do an introduction to at least one of them. You've never met Grace and I's chihuahuas. No, I saw one of them skitter by <laughs> once, and I saw one of them in a baby stroller, and I thought I was watching an actual Looney Tunes cartoon, and it made me so happy. Not in like it. So afterwards, we'll brave the bites that yeah, might happen. Yeah, I'm I ready. You're a chihuahua lover. But I, I just want to put that out there. Occasionally, you might hear a... <clears throat> <laughs> the puff barks of a ferocious <laughs> chihuahua, but excited to be in this new studio. Just an angry tauntaun. Imagine that. Imagine that, indeed. Life Adventures, Joseph, I want to start with you. Uh, you had some big shows. You had a lot of things going on. Yeah, yeah. I can barely remember what... I, I'm getting ready for Dragon Con is the main mm. thing, so I'm, I'm very, very busy uh, with all that. Uh, my main Star Wars adventure, besides all of this, has been reading the uh, Black Spire outpost okay. book. Or Black, the book's just called Black Spire. Yeah. And it's great. It's so weird. I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, it's, huh. it's very, very weird to read about a Star Wars adventure and you're like, yeah, I know that place. That's where I bought a Coke <laughs> that looks like a thermal detonator. Go around the corner. Cause that's where Doc Onder is. Come on. <laughs> very strange. Uh, I actually got a copy now, so Good. we're going to dive in. I started to read Alphabet Squadron. I got in a first chapter last night. It was great. Oh, nice. And I got halfway through the second chapter and didn't know I was still reading and it was time to go to sleep. (laughs) So maybe they'll pick up Black Spire so I can catch up with you and we can do that review. So uh, a lot more going on with you as well, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Dragon Gun stuff. We went to the Hollywood Bowl. It was great. Uh, Always lovely to go to the Hollywood Bowl. It was our first kind of a rock type concert. Uh, We went to see uh, the Violent Femmes and Pink Martini. Pink Martini is more of a, you know, jazz 
sure. all sorts of different musical styles, but Violent Femmes is rock. Yeah. Uh, and that, it was fun because I'd never been there for rock. And yeah. we sat a little bit higher up and there were a bunch of loud people, a <laughs> bunch of talkers. And this was like, oh, I had delayed us going because I was waiting for the possibility of the Kenobi announcement on right, Friday. Right. So that announcement happened. Uh, we'll talk more about it. I lost my mind. Yeah. But then we were super late to the Hollywood Bowl. So then I love the Violent Femmes. Yeah. Never saw them in concert. The first time ever at the Hollywood Bowl and people in front of me talking, people behind me talking. And I was sitting there really doing the, what would Kenobi do? <laughs> like, all right, well, he would try to address the problem without yeah. escalating it. And I, I did a pretty good job. Uh, that's good. The way of the Jedi is yeah. important for all of us. I politely asked the nerds in front of us to to be a little quieter, and then I called security on the loud drunk guys. <laughs> good for you. It's a very Kenobi move. It's Kenobi. That's rock and roll, baby. You had great big adventures. You had a, a homecoming. Homecoming. Ken, we're home. We're home. It's true. All of it. Yeah, I went home. I've been talking about this event for a while. Uh, uh, it was a screening of Star Wars Episode Four: New Hope. And do you know, you have to make sure you say all of that or Lucasfilm gets upset. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, Central Coast Film Society is a relatively new organization. And one of their members, Sarah Risley, uh, reached out to me actually at a live event for the Schmodown and said, hey, you know, you have the book coming out and I love what you do. We got this thing. It's your hometown. Would you like to eventually do an event? I swear to God, I said yes. And she was very professional, emailed me afterwards and I thought I was going to go do uh, 10 people having snacks and juice <laughs> near my parents' house in a, in a little office, right? Because yeah. uh, Central it, it and they were like, came back with the signal, like, no, we're going to go to the Clark Center for the Performing Arts, show the movie, and uh, you know, you, you'll be the presenter, and we'll do a Q&A after, not just for me, but just Star Wars yeah. in general and everything. So, great, this is fun. So headline the event, uh, we had 300 plus people nice. show up. And what was awesome is that's going to launch the Central Coast Film Society into doing scholarships for young filmmakers in the Ooh. area. They got a film festival coming. And by the way, there's plenty more Star Wars films to watch. <laughs> so it's not going to be the last you see it and the last of me and other names because Sarah Ooh. enjoys things like Force Center, Masterly nice. Talk, and other things. And of course, the movie trivia showdown. So it was a great time. And... Fun. Again, uh, you know, I'm there uh, lending my name as best I can, but most people just showed up for Star Wars. And I love that. And I got to talk to folks who, you know, were shaking my hand before because the, the book signing and everything, but they don't know who I am. And they're just talking Star Wars. So I, ah, what's your favorite Star Wars film? And to see the different reactions is always fun. Yeah. And people, fans, but are not in the bubble, right? Who aren't, who no one, very few people our listener, first rate Nate, was there and finally got a chance to meet him. Of course, he's excited about Rise of Skywalker and Kenobi. But other people are just like, I like Star Wars. And yeah. talk, what's your favorite one? Oh, I like I like the originals. Like, oh, yeah. And this little girl said, I like the old ones, like one through three. <laughs> yes, you're right. It is. Those are the old ones. You're right. So it's a lot of fun. The 501st was there. And that's always fun because you get the permission from Lucasfilm from the show up, but then you can't say that they're there. <laughs> So it's this weird catch-22 of, come on out for exciting things. What? Just exciting things. There are just some stormtroopers behind you. Don't worry about <laughs> Don't it. Worry about Don't it. talk about it. Don't acknowledge them. We all know they're there. Yeah, it was it was great. It was, you know, so you've seen Star Wars, uh, one of the special edition versions. To be honest, I, I think it might have been the 05 one. I don't remember. 05, okay. 11. It's a Blu-ray. Um, but for many, including uh, my girlfriend Grace, it's the first time seeing A New Hope on the big screen. Oh, that's so amazing. Was, you know, for many special editions was that first shot, but for, for Grace, she missed that shot. She didn't see that shot. So for her to sit down and watch new hope yeah. and, and, and have the crowd cheer at the appropriate times, that's always fun. It's a fun reminder to just 
let's Star Wars in. Yeah, just to see it as a big picture film. It's fun. I, I yeah. love g- going down into the details, and we're going to here today. We're but it is also so fun to see it live because it just pulls yeah. you back and just goes, it's a story yeah. with moments of drama and jokes and scary moments and silly moments, and it's it just is. The laughter at the little jokes, especially poor 3PO always getting, you know, getting the shaft, so to speak, <laughs> and you had a great social media post about three PO and his red eyes. We're going to talk about, and I, and, and when you posted, I was like, yeah, because all through the movie, people were laughing at any time three PO got told something negative. They did that when I saw empire live a little while ago. Yeah. yeah. People so are fun. into the three PO abuse these days. <laughs> they, are, they are. So anyways, uh, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun, but, uh, more to come, more to come with the central coast film society, go to their website for more information. If you want to support or if you're local up there, more coming with that. Uh, Andres, you're here for a very specific reason. We're covering That's a lot right. of D 23 and we knew you were going to be there yeah. in some shape form or another you took yourself there took myself there. no no <laughs> uh you know golden ticket press no pass press, nothing nothing you're a working man you got there that's yourself right. which means you enjoyed it even more that's right uh yeah i skipped out on san diego comic-con so i was like you know what i'm gonna treat myself to d23 <laughs> and i'm going saturday and then i went on the website and i'm like saturday sold out i'm going friday <laughs> <laughs> so uh i decided to go and uh it was blast man it, it, it just the biggest selling factor for me was the atmosphere i think that's kind of because I've, I've done a ton of cons yeah anime expo phoenix comic-con wonder con san diego comic-con all the cons con con yeah but this one definitely had a different vibe and obviously mm. a lot of people have been tweeting about the corporate vibe and there was definitely something there and sure. i can't ignore that there was definitely a much more i could feel the giant hand of mickey kind of mm. looming over the <laughs> convention center uh as far as what products were being sold and how they were being sold i was like interesting wow, i've never seen something like this before whereas like usually i could buy art from a vendor but this mm. was very very small yeah <laughs> there wasn't a lot of local artists i guess uh which is something that i was looking forward to but what was there was just an amazing environment Mm. presence a joy uh a, a different kind of atmosphere than other cons because i like kind of i was on your podcast talking about yeah. vampires i mm. kind of like the dark atmosphere and the mm. like gothic vibes but this one had a much more family family friendly disney kind of yeah. vibes and it was great it had a lot of uh joy fun excitement around the marvel and star wars properties so I had a blast, man. It was really a lot of fun. And as far as the Star Wars stuff I saw down there. um, So the first thing I noticed was obviously we saw the... Um, the thing you saw at San Diego Comic-Con, which was the uh, The timeline of the the, uh, Stormtroopers or... Um, mm. whatever that was called. Yeah. Uh, I saw that, but I noticed the jet trooper was there and that's yeah. the first thing that caught my eye. And I was like, wait a minute, mm. who are you? I, <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't recognize you. So I, I took like 10 pictures of it on my phone. And please, then uh, please tell me you actually did say, who are you out loud? <laughs> who are you? Did. You new darling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was very openly talking to myself throughout the whole convention floor, Ooh, but, uh, heavy. but I did, I noticed that. And then I went to the Disney plus, uh, kind of exhibit that they had where they had yeah. the Mandalorian armor on display, which oh, wow. also caught my eye and I was mm. very excited for. And I talked to uh, the Disney plus people to talk about like, what's the breakdown, what's happening, kind of what their mm-hmm. style is. And it was actually kind of informative. They had like a little couch center yeah. where you can like sit down and watch Disney plus. And oh, they kind really? of showed you. Yeah. And you can, it's like a little mini home theater mm. where there was like a line and you can wait and you can, 
pretend like you're watching Disney Plus. Is it scrolling through the yeah. menu? Mm-hmm. So it was really like, here's a preview of what we want you to be doing on your own couch in your yeah. own home Correct. for years to come. And they're kind of teaching us how it's going to go through. Yeah. Oh, That's wow. Aw- yeah. I'm not, that is awesome. Because it was actually awesome. It's like, sit down. Here's the remote. And watch some TV. Here's it is just camera. like, it is a measure of how much the world changes at the interactive yeah exhibit event is how to scroll through our menu. I mean, yeah. it is cool, but it at was the cool. same time, it was it's a lot of fun. great for my folks to sit yeah. down and oh, yeah. you don't have to text your son. There was actually yeah. a lot of, I was surprised at the age, ages yeah. I saw there from like zero years old to like really old people <laughs> at this expo. I, I went to one of the, the panels and I sat to an elderly elderly couple and i was like wow this is uh disney's for all ages i guess it is yeah all ages doesn't just mean for kids yeah that's right all ages and uh i caught a i caught a glimpse of the disney plus uh line yeah uh which was wrapping around the convention (laughs) oh to get into the it actually wrapped around the convention it literally the whole facility (laughs) oh yeah i know that like the entire convention i was like oh what's this line for and they're like oh disney plus and i was like you guys were here since the morning and they were like, Oh no, we were here since like the day before Yeah, people lined up since the day before. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, I'm not getting in. Cool. Right. Cool. cool. So yeah, we, we are, you, you weren't the, the, the no pun intended, the ace reporter on the ground for that, but you were there for the I'm experience, shocked. which also means yes. uh, get the feel as the news drops out Correct. around other folks. And it was a lot of fun to see the reactions yeah. to the Mandalorian trailer to the Obi Wan news, like all that stuff was. Yeah. A lot. I, I, even even I know this is a Star Wars mm-hmm. podcast, but even the Marvel stuff, I saw a lot of Miss Marvel cosplay out there, and yeah. Miss Marvel. How show. dare you talk about Marvel here? <laughs> she Star Hulk. for the win. She Hulk so as well, but there, there was a lot of excitement there, and it was a yeah. it was a, a blast. I, I really do feel like Friday was probably one of the most fun convention yeah. days I've had. Awesome, so, awesome. Yeah. Well, we we're looking forward to hearing uh, more of those on the ground reactions, as well as your personal Star Wars fan mm-hmm. reactions, as we as we dive in. Absolutely. And, and could I, you, sir Joseph? Yes. Tweeted out Kit Harrington's role a day before it was confirmed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have scoops and inside sources, no, or no. you just used your brain? My scoop was the uh, I can't remember what birthday it was. Maybe my eleventh birthday, where I bought uh, I think like 60 to 100 back issues of the Avengers yeah. in one day for my birthday. Uh, and this was an era where this character that Kit Harrington is going to play black Knight, Yeah. Featured prominently. Uh, and he was like, from my experience, the Avengers, he was like one of the main Avengers. And then yeah. like always too, like he's just, he's, he just is like a knight. Like he looks <laughs> like he wrote out a medieval times with a cape, like the character, uh, at least on the page. Yeah. So he, he was like back in the day MCU. Yeah, no, they're, that character's never, but at this point we're like, Hey man, you guys run out of characters. Uh, this guy's good with a sword. He knows how to ride a CGI winged creature. (laughs) I would love him to be black Knight, And they, they went for it. They went for it. I I missed that. That's amazing. Well, I saw, I saw uh, Joseph post that and you know, I'm, I'm at, I'm up in my hometown and doing things and hiking with my, my girlfriend and everything. And then, I saw the news and I was like, I had to do it like, wait a minute. <laughs> I've already known that. Oh, wait. Joseph tweeted out yesterday. A complete Amazing. good educated It was, a, uh, it was a fun educated guest. Every time, uh, every yeah. time Kit Harrington gets brought up, I even on a casterly talk, I yeah. always love to bring up the fact that I'm his height. <laughs> so yeah. it kind of gives me hope, even though I'm not like... As as Tormund would say, pretty as <laughs> John Snow. You're a pretty man. As he's like, pretty prettier man. than both well, my daughters. Plus, um, plus you can outrun uh, any anyone. I know you're true. a good runner. Yeah, I can maybe we'll I'll, get you I'll in run. the MCU. I'm on the Gendry level of 
Running. <laughs> hey, hey, I got are. that Gendry speed. Well, we'll get Ace into the MCU or Star Wars uh, or the Mandalorian. Joseph, we get, we should start diving into this. It's yes. so much. The main topic today is D23, is the deluge of information. Here is the flood. Uh, we tried to put the flood in some kind of order, uh, but we're going to start with Kenobi. Then we're going to go to Rise of Skywalker, then the Mandalorian, then whatever we have left in our yeah. tanks. We'll cover a few other uh, little things. And some things I'm straight up saving for next week. <laughs> I think we should talk That's about them. Fine later. by me. But let's talk about something that has been uh, rumored, predicted, reported for years, and now it is happening. Kenobi. Kenobi. Finally, Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ewan McGregor is back to play Obi-Wan Kenobi in an untitled Disney Plus TV show. That's Even that is exciting that it's untitled. Because it, yeah. is it going to be Kenobi colon what? <laughs> That's, uh, we don't know what it's going to be. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll speculate responsibly. Yeah. Um, so just a little bit of information. Uh, the series is written. It is going to start filming next year, 2020. They also revealed that it is set eight years after Revenge of the Sith, which, interestingly, places it smack dab in between the two times seen in the movie Solo. So there is that time gap from when Han leaves Corellia to where we catch up with him uh, in Kenobi Happens right in there, which has got a lot of people speculating, which uh, which we're going to do. But I want to start just by the beginning of how we feel about the news how we reacted. Um, I'll, I'll throw it out here for myself. I was uh, watching, just refreshing Twitter because there's no live stream. Yeah. And hoping that this was going to be right there at the end. Uh, and honestly, the f- very first tweet I saw was uh, was our friend Christian Harloff. Mm-hmm. It was say something like, Kathleen said it with <laughs> Kenobi. <laughs> Kathleen said it with typos. He's uh, the worst live tweeter at events. <laughs> That's hey, a different discussion. Hey, everybody's going to get uh, typos when they live tweet. Uh, but then it, the, the, the news started pouring in that yes, yes. And I was like, all right, amazing. But mm-hmm. then I watched the little video of the actual announcement mm-hmm. of you uh, and coming out and saying, Kathleen, could you please ask me in front of all these people, <laughs> am I going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again? And then she just teed him up so perfectly with that. Yeah. And just asking him, are you going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again? And him turning to the audience. Yes. And I, I, lit, I make the joke sometimes, but mm-hmm. I literally like made a strange noise, uh, <laughs> half joy, half moaning. Uh, yeah. And, and I, I, I wept. Yeah. Uh, because that... I think Ewan McGregor is so well cast as Kenobi because that is such a Kenobi mm-hmm. moment. It is joyful, but it is a little ironic and snarky because it is just this explosion of catharsis of finally it can be revealed and isn't that joyful? And also from Ewan McGregor's perspective, and finally, stop <laughs> effing asking me. I'm back, MFers, I'm back. So it's like it's joyful yeah. and just a little bit snarky and just... A, a huge release of emotions uh, for me yeah. and the kind of announcements I want in Star Wars. We've talked about that a lot. Mm. That moment was the exact opposite of Bob Iger saying on a phone call to investors, right. oh yeah, you, you McGregor's back. Mm. That's what I, I want. I want those moments of pure joy in the way it's communicated. Yeah. So that was that was my reaction. Ken, Ace, your, your Kenobi reactions, where were you? How, what did you feel? Everything you everything you said is just spot on. There, there's such a massive difference between being told, oh, yeah, Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And you're like, that's amazing. But seeing you and come out, that type of the way he said yes just made me feel yes. like 
I need to stand up on my feet and clap. I'm like, come on. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. Standing ovation for sure. That yeah. That is kind of what stood out to me the most. But yes, uh, I am incredibly excited. I spoke to you uh, beforehand and I'm also, it's, Obi-Wan Kenobi is my favorite Star Wars character. Yeah. I'm absolutely obsessed with that character. I'm, love Kenobi, all versions of Kenobi, uh, whether it be Clone Wars, whether it be Ewan himself, or whether it be the original Alec. Um, so this TV show is probably one of the best ways to sell Disney Plus. Like yeah. if you if you look at it purely on a, you know, Disney kind of like trying to get people to get into Disney Plus, that's the perfect way to do it because the Mandalorian is great, but it's still new. And there's a lot of people who probably don't have that connection to this kind of characters. Yeah. But Obi-Wan Kenobi, that's the one character that I feel like can bridge the gap between all Star Wars fandoms. I, I yeah, personally yeah, feel yeah, that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, there's some people out there who are like, hey, I'm done with classic. Hey, I don't need too many more uh, shows or movies led by, you know, older white dudes. So I think there's there's some people who have various understandable reasons of hesitating. But I, yeah, I think so many people are into him. And it's also, you know, we we're talking about you getting to see a new Hope Live. Take that big step back and go, this is a major movie star mm. who starred in whatever anybody might think of the quality, three of the, you know, more profitable films yeah. ever made. It's big just from that perspective. Yeah. Uh, what, what was your reaction? When did you hear the news? Um, that's a great question. Uh, December, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I am finally relieved to say that, it, uh, that it's, it's real because I don't care how many times you hear from a friend who says, Hey, I got some information for you. So-and-so said, so this, and it's all, it's all rumor until Andy Gutierrez announces it on a star Wars show or Iger says it in a call or Kathleen does something like this. And I agree with you, Joseph, you and I, but uh, you've been very vocal about give us a presentation to this news. And this was it. So uh, I know there's some thoughts and I, I I agree with of, of, Hey, if this hadn't been spoiled or or leaked or or confirmed over the previous week, this would have had a bigger impact. I totally agree with that statement, but that's just the way where we are with the business. But again, to see it like they're actually doing this, and we've been just speculating and wanting this film or otherwise. And I think this is, in the end, the better version. I, it's weird to hear me say that. Like, I, for yeah. me to say, this is better than a movie idea. No, uh, I, I'm so excited and, and just kind of like, it's finally here. Let's actually get ready to enjoy this. Yeah. Uh, and I saw the news, I think. Uh, I didn't get to watch the video until later. And you're, you're right. It was it played perfect. Perfect moment, yeah, and, and fitting. So I'm I'm very excited that it that, that it's actually happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To your point about the long sort of rumors or you know accurate reports that that yeah. this, that so and so was in talks. There was there was going to be a movie, then there wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it? It's not on as many of the videos that you can find. But before Kathleen Kennedy actually brought him out, mm-hmm. uh, she said after secrets, fibs, and not being able to talk about it, yeah. I'd like to welcome. So that was really cool and insightful to me to hear Kathleen Kennedy just go like, basically say, hey, yeah, you know, this is how the industry works. We plan things. Mm-hmm. We want to reveal them in a fun way. And then all of you try to <laughs> yeah. get get the news and try to make that make it so you're making the, the announcement, not us. That's yeah. the game. There's nothing we can do about it. So, yep, you were right. Yeah. After secret. Yeah. And when he was at the solo premiere with the beard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? You and know, tips, yeah. and things changed. And yeah. 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 Again, and the movie business, 
the movie news business is is very profitable and you can get your clicks and you can get your views and how you do it is is sometimes aggravating and I don't agree with a lot of it. Um, but yeah, I, I love that she said that just straight out, like after secrets and fibs, secrets and fibs. Yep. Yep. Not even trying to de- deny that, it, that it's not a dance. It's a yeah, dance because I think it also preserves, it preserves not just the surprise of the news and the fun of the news, but it preserves them being able to create this product yeah. and say, let's do it. And yeah, it's written. You know why I, yeah, it's absolutely written. Cause I think they're taking the script that was, that was already there. Um, but the fact that they were able to work on that. And like, let them work on it. You know, there's things in development that you're not going to hear for two years right now anyways, as well. Like that's how this works. And I liked uh, them to have the time and us to have the joy. And it doesn't always happen the way. And I don't, I'm not saying my joy was taken away of, of like, oh, well, we heard that four days ago. Cause I, I didn't, mean, I didn't think they were going to confirm it. Yeah. Despite no, you, story, you were, you were pretty, yeah, pretty big on. They're not going to announce it. I didn't think it was time. Disney, you know, uh, D23. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, but Hey, they wanted to own that con and give you talking talking points and have us to discuss it and it's working yeah and it's a and, and that's all i needed to i'm glad it wasn't like and here's this and here's that is that and like it was a perfect it's coming. button yeah. yeah yeah it's what so you were uh there on friday but you were not in the room so i i need to know that experience where they're just whispers thrown across the hall of kenobi 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 how did you find out yeah so uh, definitely everyone was kind of waiting for that announcement because we all knew the mandalorian trailer was coming but the mm. kenobi confirmation i told you on wednesday the wednesday before yeah. that you and coming out on stage is the big thing that people think is going to happen and people yeah. want to happen. Want, yeah. yeah yeah so so when it actually happens like we want the, the feeling is yeah. just amazing was there the a board. screen though or that but like i mean how did you personally find out that Ewan walked out because you're in the convention center but not yeah. in the room so how did you just like everyone else <laughs> so you were at D20, d23 refreshing yes. twitter Absolutely. The room. <laughs> oh yes, uh, I am one of those people. I had to, yeah. Even though my battery was literally about to die. Okay, so you're you're um, almost a Hamilton song. You were near the room where it happened, not correct. in the room where it happened. <laughs> that is right. That is my on the floor reporting. That's the that's the good news you get when you hire Ace as a. That's the way it is. An sometimes. Ace reporter for uh, Center. All right. Well, mm-hmm. we, we're we've talked about this before. We're going to be able to talk about it more. But since it's confirmed, Kenobi is coming. Uh, I want to talk just a little bit about predictions, desires, and in particular, fresh to our uh, ability to speculate, eight years after Revenge of the Sith and in between the two times seen in Solo. So, Ken, where does that timeline make you go? What does it do to to desires or predictions you had? It's it's right where I think... both kind of thought, and I don't want to say like, yeah, I knew it was there. Like, I kind of, that makes sense because of his age yeah. as a performer and how you're going to age him on Tatooine appropriately. <laughs> you know, those twin sons bearing down. And then now I'm really excited about that time frame. I just, I, one of the things I love about Solo, we've talked about a lot here, Joseph, just, you know, the state of the galaxy at that time, the yeah. empire tearing apart the galaxy in, in, in different ways. and Impoverishing just, everyone. Impoverishing, the destruction of the industries, all those kind of things. Just, so that's going on. And then what we kind of know... With Vader, with some of the comic series and the Tarkin book or the Lords of the Sith book and those different timelines, it's it's a Vader that's still figuring things out and hasn't quite yet committed to playing games with his boss. I think I think after he discovers the name Skywalker belongs to that X-Wing pilot is when he really is like, ah, oh, things are going down and that, that stuff starts to come out in the comic book series. So this is a time where I think Kenobi's going to be like, what's going on with me? And he's got an eight-year-old kid and what i hope is joel edgerton is is owen and oh, yeah. is Aunt Beru. And, and and that kenobi maybe thinks he can reverse 
what's going on. You know, this, this, that's things we've been talking about. And that fits in well there because anything more than that, then you got the Kenobi son rebels of accepting more what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I want to touch on that a little bit, but, but Ace, what, what are your predictions or desires based on that timeline? I mean, that's uh, it's such an exciting time period because there's so many questions, right? There's so many things that you can place Obi-Wan in. What is his state of mind? What is his uh, coming to terms? Because we didn't really see that at the end of Revenge of the Sith as much because obviously that was towards the end of the movie. But we, I want to see an Obi-Wan who's starting to realize that this is kind of it. This is kind of it for him. Like yeah. he really is the last of his kind. He really is the last of the Jedi or coming to an end of the Jedi, right? Because this is kind of coming with the horrific order 66. Like what does that mean to him and what happens between his, uh, you know, coming to terms between being Obi-Wan Kenobi, the general of the clone wars and now kind of becoming the kind of closed off hermit Ben Kenobi of Tatooine. Um, I, I kind of want to see that obviously the existentialness of it, yeah. but I also kind of want to see maybe just cause I'm a giant nerd kind of the force ghost Jedi training kind of um, further of like, how does one tap into this ability to become immortal or whatever it is um, that they worded as, but this kind of like interaction between Qui-Gon and interaction between um, this new ability within the Jedi powers. I, 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 I'm obsessed with like, that's why when I first heard the announcement of, I forget the name of the book, the secrets of the Jedi, I believe it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's, that's the book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm getting. Uh, cause I'm obsessed with that kind of force lore, force lore and Jedi lore. So I, I want to know what his evolution is with the ideas of the Jedi. And yeah. if what we did was right or what we did was wrong and it clearly didn't work. And what can I do now to expand my knowledge of the force yeah. to the ability that I can become a force ghost? Yeah. I, I'm obsessed with that. I think yeah. that'd be just a joy to get into. Yeah. I, I think we are going to get into all those stuff. I think that this, uh, jokingly called this like, you know, the last temptation of Obi-Wan Kenobi of that <laughs> push pull between, um, do I want to go out and make a difference? Do I want to be out there swinging a lightsaber? Is it, is it time for the Jedi to fight back in me? Mm. Um, or is my purpose to guard over the future, to guard over Luke? Can I come to terms with that? Um, and that to me is like, we see him in that, in those rebels episodes, totally at peace with his idea. I mean, you know, Maul tries to mock him, you know, and, and he says, you know, look what I've risen above. And, you know, he talks about Luke as the chosen one. He's clearly come to a point of acceptance. And that's what I want this story to be. Cause you know, a good story has to have a conflict and a resolution. And to me for the character of Kenobi, that's his internal conflict. And the resolution is no, I see things going in the direction that we as Star Wars fans know they're, they're going to go Luke and you know, the rest of the rebellion are going to be a hope. They are going to be a light um, in him coming to accept that. I think it'd be great to get into it based on his training through Qui-Gon and Yoda, where Qui-Gon is trying to teach him. We have a lot of this in canon, actually, about how you do, you know, start to become a, uh, become one with the force. But it'd be great if, like, Obi-Wan is consternated about himself, maybe about Vader, maybe about Maul, maybe about all of his unfinished business, and he can't master the these acts, these beliefs, you know, this facing his his dark side, and like that could be the motivation for his, his whatever journey he goes on, both physically and emotionally, of that he's not being a good student to, yeah. to old whispering Liam Neeson Qui Gon. I mean, the possibility of that just if Liam could shut up during interviews, we're great. Yeah, then we're back. good. Then we're good. good. Yeah, um, yeah, Joseph, this is your favorite character in Star Wars. 
right? Yeah. Unless unless we count, you know, uh, uh, Lilo Primark. Um, <laughs> also, you've you've been keyed into this character over the last year. You've been yeah stu- studying this character uh, for some things. And yeah, what is 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 that? Is that the big thing? Just this, this big acceptance and the chapters of his life? Which, is that what this should be about? It all makes sense. Hearing you talk about it, I'm getting geeked up for something that, again, could be just him fighting space pirates. It I could be. I don't yeah. think it is. No. But is this, is, is, do you see it as the, 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 the you call the last temptation to come? It makes yeah. total sense to me. But just like, this is the big chapter turn. Yeah. What we know. Yeah. To me, that is absolutely what it has to be because it has to be. I guess it doesn't have to be. This is about speculation. Sure, sure, sure. Yep, yep, yep. I think it should be. I would like it to be. Yep. And I will accept if it is not. <laughs> uh, that it is a story where Kenobi as a character can be victorious. We know he's not going to go uh, and defeat Vader. We know he's not going to rekindle right. the Jedi Order. We even know that he's not going to defeat Maul because Maul's riding high mm-hmm. after this when we right. catch up. When I first saw the timeline, I was like, ooh, if it's after the events of Solo, he he could kick Maul's ass mm. again and take Crimson Dawn away from him, and he could dump him on Malachor, where we find Maul and Rebels, but that's not where it fits in the timeline. Yeah. So if Kenobi is going to have a victory, it does have to be, it could be some level of physical, if he's kicking some space pirates' butts, mm-hmm. but it does have to be, I think, emotional. And that's what I think, that's why I think it's going to be about him trying to, to yeah. face Vader, because I don't think there's an emotional victory in him facing Maul. Mm-hmm. I'm going to clip out that part of the show and, and, and play it to my friends who are f- arguing with me off air on <laughs> why the show is creatively bankrupt or the idea of it. And, and while I get, I get, I get in general, Hey, they go into familiar territories and characters. I push back that in general, I push back against that, but specifically with this character, because of what we're all talking about here, does it have to be him going to face Vader one last time? No, but there's a lot writing on this. And I, I hate hearing the, the, well, if you face it, we know who wins. Well, yeah, that's not always the point of the stories. <laughs> the point is what the characters learn and get out of that. And it's big in star Wars. This is big stuff. And it's just ripe with that. Star Wars lore, Ace. Like, this is, this could be a very important series to Star Wars fans. And I think uh, I have to be the, I mean, obviously you guys are too, but the, the person in the room who has to remind the other audiences that to a lot of people, this is their Obi Wan. It yeah. is Ewan McGregor. Right. It is a big deal that it's Ewan playing Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, another, an, an argument as well where it's like, well, it, oh, we've seen Obi Wan, we've seen what happens. And it's like, yeah, but you don't, you don't get, what Ewan means to a lot of people, what Ewan means to me personally and and to a lot of people who grew up with the prequels and that's the movies they saw in theaters growing up as Star Wars fans. So the fact that it is Ewan returning and it is a reminder of the prequels and it's a a reminder of the joy of bringing back this character. We want to see Ewan bring this character back to life. And I think we'll get a lot of that. I think obviously we'll get a very existential Obi-Wan Kenobi, but we'll also get a very, you know, quippy and, and absolutely fun Obi-Wan as well. I'm hopefully sure. drunk a little bit at times. <laughs> I, yeah. He's gotta be uh, in a bar. I <laughs> think we'll at finally least one see cantina. Destics. We're like, what are Destics? <laughs> Obi-Wan's like smoking a Destic. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, I think Ewan brings a lot to the role and the fact that he is like a Emmy winning actor. He's phenomenal. He's actor. an amazing actor. Yeah. So he can bring a lot of prestige to this role to a, to a Star Wars TV show. And I think that's probably the most exciting part is the fact that it's Ewan with a different script, right? Because mm-hmm. we love the prequels and we love what they had, but now let's give him a different script, same character, different script, 
what can he do with this role? Yeah. And I think that's so exciting. And sky's the limit when he can do with that. Yeah. I think you're touching on something uh, real important too of the prequels do, in my opinion, tell the story of the Jedi making mistakes, the Jedi getting kind of encrusted with organization and being in too much sort of rigid lockstep uh, with the Republic in that the big mistake of the Clone Wars, they're escalating the violence in the galaxy and it's all, they were all manipulated to do it like puppets. And we get a hint of respecting that in The Last Jedi when Luke's like, hey, they allowed Darth Sidious to rise at the height of, this is a real opportunity to stop that idea from just floating around and really put it in the perspective mm-hmm. of a character who did it. Oh, Kenobi mm-hmm. is such like an every person Jedi of like, I did my job. I did mm-hmm. what the Jedi asked of me, what the Republic asked me, what I thought the force was asking of me. And I failed. Let me reflect on why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is really powerful to me. I mean, even that scene in the last Jedi, maybe just because I just rewatched it. He's referencing to Obi-Wan. Oh yeah. <laughs> the fact that he's Jedi I'm like, Hey, trained that's and created. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm fascinated <laughs> by this last can I change what I've done? And then having to accept that you can't yeah. is a pretty powerful point in the character's overall story that we're very familiar with. Yeah. But but a lot yeah, of Obi-Wan too is the fact that that is kind of his, you know, trying to make up for it, right? It's the fact that, you know what? Yeah, I, I did mess up with Anakin. I'm not going to mess up with Luke. So I'm going to make sure that Luke right, goes right. on the right path. Right path. But, I, yeah. but I'm just fascinated by him, of him, the idea of maybe, can I go change all right, Uncle Owen's got him. Amperu's feeding him the blue milk. They won't let me train him. They won't let me train him. Uh, Yoda, if he's if if they're converse, conversing at all, might want to train Leia, as we we see in, from a certain point of view. And I I know sometimes the from a certain point of view that collection of stories doesn't maybe we're not to take as strict canon as as, as maybe was presented initially to me. At least I yeah. interpreted. But I I do accept that Yoda is like Nah, Leia. That was my choice. And, yeah. and I'm just intrigued by that anyway. So that can be part of the show too. But yeah, I just love, there's so much there. Yeah. Yeah. Give me, give me, give yeah. me, give me. Last point I'll make because we talked about this, yeah, this, yeah. Week, this week. The other thing with Vader is I think a fascinating thing with mm-hmm. Kenobi is that even after reflecting, even after being a, a, a Jedi of peace, he's so intent that the only way around Vader is, is for him to die. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another thing to explore. Why does he feel that way? Yep. You know, so that's a very interesting thing to me. Uh, yeah. So we can sort of wrap up our Kenobi talk because we have so much to do. That, that's a painful sentence for <laughs> me to even say like, to wrap up our like, Kenobi uh, talk. Can we do a seven hour episode? <laughs> but um, there's been a lot of talk about uh, people wanting to see Maul, wanting to see Kira, like fans really getting into this timeline. Um for myself, I would love to see him. There's no reason to me it couldn't be something with him facing Vader, uh, something with him facing some other challenge off Tatooine and him have a fun interaction with Kira. Or even, hey, I'm trying to get from point A to point B and I ran into the Crimson Dawn and damn, I have to deal with Mulligan. No reason there couldn't be an interaction. Mm-hmm. And I would be excited for it. To me, it's just not like the crux yeah. of his his story. But how do you how do you both feel about that? Do you want him to encounter Maul, Kira, other kind of canon content from that era i mean i I can't lie and i would say it's not an exciting factor i i I, i'm not sure if i want to see that i mean i would love to like be surprised but kira is the one where i'm like that's a that'd be kind of that'd be kind of amazing yeah (laughs) (laughs) you really piqued my interest with kira um maul is one that I, i again that is is not a surprise to anyone but maul is also i mean these two are my favorite Mm. characters yeah. in star wars um i love darth maul so if he comes back 
count me in. Um, but but here's another. Can I can I counter question you guys? Yeah. Are we gonna see kind of any other? Uh, it, maybe not Maul, maybe not Kira, but what about Ahsoka? What about other Rebels characters? I think Ahsoka is a possibility. Yeah. I think Bale's a possibility. Bale uh, mm. Organa. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I, I think those are absolutely possibilities. I think Ahsoka's uh, Ahsoka and Bale to me are. I think he's going to leave the planet. I don't think it's going to because mm. we, we've seen this in comic books of him defending Luke from raiders. You know, yeah. and yeah. You, you, you can make that interesting. Um, but I think for this, it's going to be something bigger. So what what calls him out? either a desire to do something about Vader. Uh, he finds out Ahsoka is alive and Ahsoka asks something of him. Bale asks something of him, you know, mm-hmm. uh, if that doesn't get too repetitive of a new hope uh, itself, since that's right. Yeah. What's happening there. But that, that makes me really excited. Yeah. Uh, because I feel like there's a logical place for them. Uh, logical for all these characters. And he, I would have definitely said hundred percent no on Maul based on rebels and then where the story goes. But then, you know, there is kind of this fill in the blank of why he gets, put on Malakor and why he's there. So what kind of defeat did he suffer? And I've always thought it had something to do with Kira, but Obi-Wan. I was excited for that, but if if the timeline is the timeline, it can't be. It can't can't be. It's between the two time periods in Solo. So 100%. Um, So I'm less excited. I'm less excited, but the idea of Maul in some way, shape or form could work if if it leads to this in any, in any, in any way. Yeah. Um, But I, I, I just, I want the main event of Vader, Obi-Wan, but the other Mon Mothma. Bale. Oh, Joel yeah. Joel Edgerton again as, as Uncle Owen, who's on the record saying, I want I want to come back. Yeah. If he faces uh, Vader, you tell me you don't want Aiden Christensen in that armor. Yeah. You know, like the, the, Qui-Gon showing up, uh, speaking again in some way, like, and Liam doing it. Like these are, these are, I'm just, I'm just really excited about those nerdy possibilities. Yeah. And if it's just that uh, Hondo has a mission for him <laughs> and he's got to steal some uh, money from a smuggler. So, okay. That's fine. Because it's still it. Ewan. It's I'll still it. yeah, Ewan McGregor playing Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, do, do you think we'll see an eight-year-old Luke Skywalker? I think maybe from afar. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that what's fascinating to me about this is there's so many things that have danced around the canon or come close to the, so the, the major canon, mm-hmm. like Rogue One. You know, we have all new characters, but they they briefly dance past Bale and yeah. Leia and Mon Mothma and Vader. This is one of the main characters of Star Wars, mm. right? And it and he's his he's near in communicating with in this time period other major characters of Star Wars. Yeah. So I think this one's going to be different. I think this one is not going to be hey a little bit over to the side. Here's another adventure that you didn't know about. This yeah. is right smack dab in the heart of Star Wars. Well or said. at least the Skywalker saga. Well said, yeah. All right. Uh, we could talk about Kenobi forever, but that would leave us not as much time to talk about the other two huge things in each. Star Wars land each. So, okay, let's get into the rise of Skywalker. Mm. Uh, so there's uh, a bunch of fun stuff that came out in the panel presentation for uh, the the Disney's m- Lucasfilm movie slate. Uh, but I want to just go right to that sizzle reel that came yeah. out this morning because I think that's uh, what is really dominating people's minds as this episode comes out. So uh, we obviously got a sizzle reel with um, a little bit of kind of... Uh, setting the tone of the history of the Skywalker saga, what is at stake, and then just a little bit of new footage uh, from Rise of Skywalker. The big thing blowing everybody's mind is some sort of a version of Rey who seems to have embraced the dark side and has an awesome uh, flip-out lightsaber, <laughs> double-bladed red blade. Uh, 
I assume you have both watched it a few times. Watched oh, it a couple, yes. <laughs> watched a few times this morning over uh, over breakfast. Okay, so let's just let's just get into the initial reactions. Ken, what was your initial reaction to this sizzle reel? Well, so the initial reaction was hearing it through uh, Twitter, but also unfortunately stumbling onto some pirated footage. Okay, so you uh, saw grainy. And, and, yeah, and didn't seek version. it out. I think I might have been tagged in something. I don't know. Suddenly it was on my Twitter feed, and I was like, what is, oh, that's the thing. Okay. So uh, impact was dampened a little bit, but it's it's nice to see it on your TV and cl- clear, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm very excited. It's a tempered excitement because I'm really excited for Rise of Skywalker. That's not changed. But the footage was like, yeah, okay, cool. Let's let's get to the let's do this. <laughs> Give me that real poster because I know we got a good teaser poster. Give yeah. me uh, the, the trailer to Monday Night Football. Whatever you want to do, I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. Are you, so are I you felt sizzled? Are you felt sizzled? Are you hungering for more? Like, stop yeah. teasing me and give me a sense of the narrative. No, I mean I I'm already. Yeah, no, like uh, there was already one shot where I was like, well, the Falcon's there. Damn it. Yep. Um, I don't want to know that. We have enough footage to start, if one wants to, to start playing the connect the dots. When yeah. What act does this happen in? Which characters with which characters? So that means they can't be at this place at this time. We're starting to get to that starting point. Starting to do it. Still, still not much. But Yeah, not much. But yeah, but I just want to, yeah, let's get to it. Let's get to it. And, and I wasn't, uh, again, I, I was hyped. I was hyped. I want people okay. to understand that. But I didn't look at this and go... Dark Red just went like, oh, all right. Uh, cool. Okay. We got oh, some. Man. Yeah. Ace, <laughs> did, the opposite did, side. You, did you lose your mind a little? I'm like, what does this mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, must I, know. You're not alone. And I, I don't, must speculate. Yeah, yeah. Don't it doesn't mean I didn't yeah. go, oh no, I should just like, like cool. All right, I'm ready for dinner. It's funny because for me, I mean, I, I have to echo that sentiment of, of hearing the description first, which is always disappointing. Yeah. When, when you're like, oh, they showed this and you can't see it, but this is what happens. And then you hear about the double bladed yeah. red lightsaber ray and you're like, no, that sounds incredible. Can I please see this? Sorry to cut him. Uh, our uh, beach, uh, I think well, Steve Zaragoza was doing a live tweet. Steve's a very, he's a funny guy. Doesn't always take things super seriously, right? He's it's a sketch comedy guy. Valley folk. Check him out. Love Steve. And he was live tweeting it, and I saw his stuff. And you thought it was a joke? I thought it was a joke. I was like, right. there's no, that's not in Dark there. Ray <laughs> flips out double-bladed lightsaber with a swing in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, and then a couple yeah. more hashtags. It was like, oh, oh okay, no, wow. Steve, Steve's being sincere. Yeah. So hearing it, it's like, oh, please give that to me. Yeah. I can't wait for that. But then they announced, you know, they're going to release it Monday, and it's going to be this whole thing. Yeah. The funny thing is, is, is my personal experience with obviously watching the teaser several times, but also getting all my text messages. (laughs) I'm the star Wars expert to all my friends. So they text me right away. What does this mean? Dark Ray is right to the dark side. What's happening? Please explain. And I have all that (laughs) from friends and family members (laughs) coming at me. Please (laughs) tell me to please tell me what's going on. Um, But yes, uh, this is, it blew my mind. I, I need to know. Obviously there's a lot of things that this could possibly mean, but yeah, but it, it looks it looks incredibly exciting. And the, the thing that kind of gets me the most is like what you said, Joseph, is the fact that we might be seeing maybe just the first or second act of the movies. And maybe that dark ray is giving us a tiny glimpse into the third act. Yeah, right? we, yeah we have no maybe idea. Maybe the start of the third act or yeah. something. Whereas like we're, we're all imagining that final lightsaber battle between Ray and Kylo Ren on the wreckage of the Death Star over the waters is the final battle. But what if it isn't? What yeah. if that's just 
the end of the first act. Yeah, we don't know what's at stake yeah. in that mm-hmm. fight. Um, exactly. You know, and with the with the poster, we've got a really elevated. Like, no, Palpatine's a big deal. He's not. You know, for sure. A, you know. A vision that's going to happen once. Uh, I think the things that I was affected by is, you know, I saw all those tweets. Same thing with you. The first time I saw it, I was like, is this, an, is this for real? Like, <laughs> no, sh- no. I saw Ash Crossan's tweet and I was like, yeah. Ash would not joke about this. Right. I trust. Yes. Um, it, I didn't realize from the tweets that the sizzle reel had so much emotional setup mm-hmm. of the, mm-hmm. the previous Skywalker saga. And I really felt like the whole sizzle reel was saying like, we've got a lot of ideas in the Skywalker saga, that sizzle reel was like recentering it on that question of good and evil. Mm-hmm. And Ray's journey has a lot to, to has been a lot about. Uh, will you believe that you can handle this power? You stop looking to Han. Stop looking to Luke. Will you accept that to Kylo? Will you take up the blade and will you be the hero? And it feels like the story is going like, okay, great. She took up the blade. Now there's the danger of power. Mm-hmm. And I love that the sizzle reel was cut together to just make you feel uh, not only like here's here's a best of, but right. there's so many, especially around race, so many shots of tenderness followed immediately by anger. So mm-hmm. like there are all those shots of Maz taking her hand. There is a shot of her touching Kylo's hand of, you know, all these moments of intimacy followed by, you know, Anakin Vader on the table in agony. Yeah. And this real contrast, which to me really set up what's in that trailer is all the thread of red, like literally the color of the thread of red in the sky and the lightning of Kylo's blade of three PO's eyes. We can talk about that. Uh, (laughs) Creepio as many people are calling him. Uh, And then of course, all all up to dark Ray itself. So I really appreciated that. And I appreciated that the sizzle reel ended on Ray's theme. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, yep, the movie's going to be about Kylo. It's going to be about Poe. It's going to be about Finn, but Everything that they've been putting out is like this. This is Ray's story, yeah. And Ray is what is Ray's choices are what are going to make or break mm. what happens ultimately, yeah. And I really love that, uh, yeah. signifying that with her music. Ooh, Actually, yeah, yeah, at yeah. the end of the trailer, yeah, absolutely. That's her theme, that yeah. yeah. Oh, that stood out to alone, me. you know. Yeah. Uh, so that that gave it some punch to me. Um, let's get into Dark Ray itself. Yeah, uh, we Ray. got we got uh, the theories are dream vision. Nice. Maybe her own, maybe Kylo's, who knows? Maybe the, that's why 3PO's eyes are red. He's having a weird vision of Dark Ray. <laughs> Could be anything. We got Clone, which has long been a popular been, yeah. uh, uh, theory of some kind. Uh, we have the theory that's, you know, been in various Star Wars stories before of, is she going on a mission? Is she saying, right. you know, like old old expanded universe stories with Luke of like, yep, in order to defeat the Emperor, I need to cozy up to him. I need to understand the dark side. So all sorts of different theories. Mm-hmm. Ken, what is your knee jerk reaction? Uh, my knee jerk reaction was vision. And I know that's going around. Uh, also, even if you, you know, I did do a little freeze framing cause I wanted to see the, I was like, Oh, that's definitely, those are B wings. It's definitely a ship. I don't know. And that's definitely a blockade runner. All the wings reported oh, in all the wing, B wing, a wing. Yep. A lot of wings. Love that. 
no Y wings or no U wings. I mean, come on, give me a U wing. Have it survive. <laughs> a classic U wing. So I did do a freeze frame on the dark ray, and and I just well, it looks very smooth. Everything about it looked uh, hyper reality, not real. Yeah. And again, this is we're di- now you're speculating deep, and you're doing the freeze frame. I like the flip blade. I mean, we've seen the Star Wars Rebels, the Jedi Temple Guards. Yeah, Punkrells. Punkrells had one. Punk Krells. Punk Krells uh, had in, one. Uh, Clone Wars. Yeah. So it's it's fun to see that little razor flip phone lightsaber, yeah. right? Cool. I just yeah. So my gut reaction is we're not seeing what we think we're what we think we're seeing. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Ace? Did you have a, a gut reaction of what this is? What did you answer people when they were texting you? Please explain. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I kind of said what I'll tell you guys. I, I'm not quite sure. Obviously, we can all go back to the realization that to the first one to Star Wars Celebration, where Emperor is a big part. Of, Emperor Palpatine is a big part of this movie. Yeah. We know he has a connection to Jakku. We know Ray comes from Jakku. So obviously it goes back to my original theories of like Ray somehow being connected to Palpatine, which isn't quite a stretch at this point. I think a lot of people can angry, yeah. almost feel like that's going to be the case. The question is what kind of connection to Palpatine? I've always kind of liked the idea since the force awakens of Ray. The reason why is like, why is she so powerful in the forest? This doesn't make any sense. Why can't she master a lightsaber? And I love the idea right when I first saw The Force Awakens back in 2015 of her being the next chosen one. Now, what that meant, I wasn't sure, but I just kind of told everyone, it's like, oh, she's the next chosen one. That's why she's so powerful. She is the literally the balance of the Force, um, where she's kind of the course correction of a Skywalker or an Anakin, where they might have failed or they might have not gone the right path. Mm-hmm. Ray is the one to kind of finally finish the job and do it right. Uh, and now with the case of maybe the emperor manipulated the midi-chlorians to create Anakin and he can do the same thing with Ray. Maybe that's the case. Maybe what a lot of people are saying, and I kind of like the theory too, maybe he did make some sort of vessel for him, for himself, for him to mm. come back to. Yeah. Where he's like, I'm creating this super powered midi-chlorian vessel or even clonish of myself or of my blood to kind of put my presence or my essence in so I can take over. So a lot of people are saying possessed Ray where she's possessed by Palpatine. I think that's a very popular theory. And I, and I'm kind of like that idea of, of like the fact that that's why she's so special to the emperor is because that's his vessel. Mm. Um, so he can inherit, uh, because she's so powerful in the force. It's, uh, that's one. And then obviously the idea that, the biggest stretch that I did is the fact that maybe she just likes wearing black and she <laughs> likes what, what, who says a red Kyber crystal means evil. Yeah, why, why does it have why to does be, it have to be evil? I actually why, really I, like that. I wear, I wear red shoes. I'm not evil on Saturday. I when I first heard that, that's the first reaction I had yeah. on Saturday. Seeing it makes it a little bit different, but sure. It makes perfect sense. But, but strangely, I think it would make people the most angry. Sure. But to me, it's like, <laughs> Oh, I'm not dark side. I just made a fashion choice. I think would, <laughs> But it's also like this this question of like we've had this idea of what Luke's entire speech uh, in in the Last Jedi of like we see it as like evil and dark side, but it's just life and death. It's just this mm-hmm, continuous mm-hmm. circle. Like what if Ray is 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 dabbling on both sides and she's kind of trying to find that pull and push between the middle where it's not all light and night all dark, and she's finally seeing like. Ex- I don't know. She's experimenting. Yeah, I don't know. She's going through yeah. the college years. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. the college years of the yeah. force. Yeah. I don't know. The, yeah. The, you, you said a lot of interesting stuff there, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. The, 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 
whole balance of the force thing and the idea that you can dabble in, in the dark side, that would be, that would be a really interesting story to tackle and see like that might be a way for her to uh, sort of uh, outgrow the previous masters. Because what we've learned of the force from the previous masters is once you start down that dark path forever, will it dominate your destiny? Yeah. Anakin managed to step back. And to me, uh, my interpretation of like, yeah, what Luke shows her is the natural balance cycle of light and dark and what the dark side users are go like, hey, it's awesome. This death is awesome. More, more, more. Mm. They cause death. Not it's not the natural cycle of death. So to me, that idea of oh yeah, you know, light and dark is balanced. It's not like I wear pants some days and I wear you yeah, know yeah. you know slacks <laughs> other days. It's not like yeah. a balance. Sure, like, to sure. me, it's like you you step into using the dark side. Yeah, and you you start to unbalance of course. things yeah. by your actions. But that's a super interesting theory of, is that how she is, is she grows? That she's like, no, I can step into this dark world and I can pull myself back out before I've done true damage to myself or sure. the galaxy. Yeah, that's, mm. that's fascinating. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole image itself is very bold to the point where it's like they're definitely making a statement by saying this is not just double-sided red blades this is black coke cloak <laughs> yeah this is hood emotionless hood up yeah, yeah i am a dark version of ray or yeah. i am darth ray yeah i think for me the the her her connection to palpatine i also like the theory that she could be born of just totally normal parents like mm. you know any jedi you can mention blue comb uh, um, you know yeah. uh all of them um and that she was one of the people that was powerful in the force and the force said, we need someone to truly rise and set. She doesn't, I guess there's, she could be creator of the force, but not by Palpatine. She could just be born. And because she is a light side user, she is using a lot of the light side energy because there aren't many around. Like there's a lot of reasons to me that she could just be powerful sure. uh, of her own. And I, I still like the idea that Palpatine doesn't have, didn't have any amazing master plan it's just his energy. Mm-hmm. His dark side energy was preserved in something part of the Death Star wreckage. Now there are theories that it's maybe Invader's helmet himself that right, some of his right. dark side energy was. And this movie, some someone or something unlocks him. He pops up and like, hey, I have been gone mm. because Luke said there was balance for yeah. the last 30 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. I have been gone. I'm back. Uh, I sure would like to possess one of you two powerful force users. Yeah. Kylo or hey Ray, cool. I, there's something about it that I like that she is not a master plan of Palpatine, hmm. but that doesn't mean that he couldn't say, "I want to sure. possess you. I want to seduce you to the dark side. I want to turn you." Hmm. You know, for any number of okay. reasons for his own power. Like I don't think she has to be. I, I don't know, born me, of him to be yeah. used by him. But now, now your journey meets its end. Him like ominously saying that just really screams <laughs> i've yeah. been watching over you young gray mm-hmm. kind of thing of, of palpatine where is it's like what, what is the actual quote i think he says i think he says now your journey nears its end yeah okay yeah and then we cut to dark ray and yeah. i'm just like oh that's 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 palpatine's hands all over it yeah, yeah. and the way it's cut together it, it does make it more yeah. about ray of and, course. I, and I, I love the, it this he is, could be talking to kylo that line yeah. that's true movie, but to me i'm just like oh that's cool that's like a really cool idea yeah that, Ken, that Ken, what do you think that harkens back to skywalker uh, and last jedi saying you know this, this isn't a 
whatever he says about Kylo. Yeah. And then we're all like, he must mean Ray. He could be Ray. It was, <laughs> it, was, it was Kylo. Sometimes the answer is what you think, right? But but yeah, the way they cut it, it they're playing around. And, and, and it's a great sizzle for that. This yeah. is what they want. Yeah. This is what J.J. Abrams does not listen to Force Center, but this is what he wants. Yeah. And they've done a great job. And I would argue that I think that what's going to be at stake in this movie is the question that Ray hasn't really faced. Mm-hmm. In There's been discussions and people are pulling great quotes about Luke saying, you know, you went to the dark right away. It offered you something and you ran to it. Uh, we definitely see Ray getting rage face when she fights. Mm-hmm. So there's been hints of like, yeah, probably you're going to have to tackle this. But that's not been the conflict right. of the movies the way it was in the original trilogy, in the prequel trilogy. So I feel like showing us Dark Ray, playing with all these ideas, is just really saying, honestly, that's what's going to be at stake for Ray. Right. Is what path does she choose? Whether it's a dream, whether it's a clone, right. it doesn't change the honesty of saying, yeah. here's what's emotionally at stake for Ray. Agree. 100%. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Um, any other moments in the, the sizzle reel in specific that, that uh, you, either of you, felt powerfully about? Otherwise, I can rattle a few off. Ooh, can we talk about Red Eye 3PO? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> obviously, everyone's going crazy about this, including Anthony Daniels himself. Um, I don't know. I, I find this to be a lot of fun. Uh, uh, one thing that, oh, yeah, we can't talk about it, right? Dang it. I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you're referring to. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's not I talk wanted about to talk it. about uh-huh. 3PO. Oh, yeah, yeah. Both. Let's not. But most people know about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, but, but let's not because that's still yeah. a leaked thing. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. So my, my thing is, if I'm speculating just based off the red eyes, obviously the big rumor going around or something that I thought I was the only one who thought this, but maybe it's the case. Maybe. 3PO, it would be kind of funny if C-3PO, and it just off a pure humor aspect, not even a, mm-hmm. like a serious, like this is the dark Rise of Skywalker, darkest Star Wars movie ever, mm-hmm. but just on a pure humor aspect, wouldn't it be funny if we find out that three, uh, someone dabbled into 3PO's programming and he does have an instant kill mode, oh. like a certain <laughs> Mr. Spider-Man, where he does have a version where it's like he's a military <laughs> 3PO, but he still is like, oh, God, what am I doing? Yeah. And he's just a really badass, it's a, it's like, a, version of 3PO, uh, where okay. he's really good yeah. with pistols. Die, and, first and order, die. And, yeah. yeah. Ken? I, I think I, that'd be funny. I think it's. I think you're closer to the truth than I want it to be. Yeah. I, I think it's a, because there's been some, uh, 3PO does, you know, has some stuff to do type of, of talk. And, and, uh, and from, Daniels from has Daniels, been teasing yeah, he's it. Been te- well, what, what yeah. doesn't Daniels tease? True. Um, that this is a reprogramming, a misprogramming, an accidental programming, programming exactly. all those kind of things. Yes. Uh, that, that, that we're going to get a moment that is, uh, whether it ends up being in humorous or not is intended to be. Yes. It's an attack and it's, clones call back. And it's already, uh, it correct, really is. it is. So, yeah. And that makes me happy. That just yeah, makes me happy. Yeah, and, and it's already becoming memes. Um, yeah. I know a couple of my friends have been making memes of it. As yeah. far as like, you know, C- C-3PO is like sick of this bleep and he's finally fed up and he's yeah. going to tear some bleep up <laughs> and yeah. he's just yeah. going to kick some butt. Yeah. He's going to go full Rambo. Yeah, I, I, I think it might be something <laughs> along those lines. Or else he's just looking at something red uh, and it's reflecting <laughs> yeah, in his no, eyes and yeah. we're totally massively we're overdoing totally, it. Absolutely. But I lean a little bit more toward... Because there's something about like, hey, you know, we, we got the deep and the dark and the serious and the fate. Mm-hmm. But if we're really being true to the spirit of the whole Skywalker saga, there's got to be some silly. Yeah, 100%. 
I can't look at Claude, the character that we've seen so far, and, and think that there's not going to have some attempts and, and perhaps successful attempts at humor in this yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. And 3PO, red-eyed 3PO is, is pretty funny. If, and, and if, if, if having freshly watched the uh, the original, he is the humor of that movie. Him and R2-D2 are really... Well, he is, and, and Lucas uh, recently, there's some stuff came yes. out. He was like, yeah, people hated it. People hated that. it because they were the like, well, we don't want the original comedy. Trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah. crazy to An think Empire. that interview with George where he talks about the battle of him always wanting to put comedy in all his Star Wars movies and it started with the first two characters C-3PO and R2-D2 and the irony that people have been fighting him forever for that and the fact that that was the funny and the goofiness that people hated back in the original trilogy it was C-3PO it survived all the years of of anger there was no amount of uh, no amount of Jar Jar hate that stopped everybody pretending to be Obi-Wan and Darth Maul having their badass lightsaber fight I think Star Wars is both and I think we might get some uh, some incredibly exciting Violent three people. Yeah. comedy. Uh, I want to talk about the Star Destroyers because that's another thing that's uh, that's blowing yeah, up yeah, the that's, internet. That's the one I freeze framed the most. Yeah, so that appears to be a fleet of Imperial Star Destroyers, or you know, I'll, I'll go out there uh, on a limb. C- could also be redesigned First Order Star yeah. Destroyers, but let's go along with the uh, the sight of those uh, deflector balls that everybody's so excited about. The deflector balls that launched a thousand tweets. <laughs> Uh, Ken, what do you make? Our big Imperial fan of a fleet of Imperial yeah. Star Destroyers. It, I, my mind goes two ways, because in that other, in the first uh, t- teaser trailer, we saw the same thing. We were like, oh, that looks like an A-wing or something crashing into. Yeah. Uh, and it must be a pa- in the past. This starts at the Battle of Endor, you know. Uh, but now we see these A-wings and B-wings coming out of uh, hyperspace, which, by the way, J.J. loves to put Star Wars ships uh, in atmosphere. Yeah. Notice that? He loves just like, <laughs> it's all the ships you love over the coast. Uh, it's not he must have just played a lot of the uh, original Rogue Squadron for yes. the N64, where you're in the atmosphere a lot. And, it, and it, I'm saying, it actually looks really cool. It looked great in Force Awakens. I yeah. love that he did. Anyway, side note. Um, but now, so now, hey, there could be some kind of battle. So, all right, quickly, gut reaction. It is a look into the past, and maybe we get an answer as to what happened with Palpatine's essence, or maybe he fell down the shaft, got up, landed, and was like, well, that hurts. I'm getting out of here. I don't know. Or whatever's going on, whatever is guarding the the remains, or whatever they're looking for, there's MacGuffin. If Palpatine himself is a MacGuffin, and there's Sith troopers that answer to Kylo, and all these things are here, then maybe that's, they just have some around. Or maybe it's Ray Sloan guarding Palpatine. I don't know, but I, I, I do. I'm intrigued by it. Yeah. I'm intrigued by it because you know maybe yeah, maybe Kylo was like, let's bring the old designs back. Yeah, and give me my helmet. This is my my oh bring bring the old design. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Kylo's just going through a retro phase. Is yeah, that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, I like that. Here's my wild speculation uh, that I will try to be responsible about by letting go if it doesn't happen. I think there's something interesting about there being factions within the First Order. We got our allegiant General Pride, who still strikes me as a, a, a you know total Imperial dignitary type. Yeah. Um, I think Palpatine's essence might be the MacGuffin that everybody is after because it, it feels that way. Um, so that's interesting to me if we have a faction within the First Order. It's like, oh, hey, yeah, well, you were all building the new Star Destroyers. I was building classic ones. Mm. I was, you know, training these Sith troopers. And so they're all part of the first order, but they have a, you know, much more of a like, no, let's, let's keep things to the way they were. And that might be an interesting way to sort of force Kylo and the resistance into some sort of alliance against this 
other yeah. wedge of yeah. the first order. Mm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, I'm intrigued by that. That's to me, I guess to me, that's like a fun thought. That's it's not a like thought. a, nah, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't put a lot of money on it in Vegas yeah. kind of thing, but I'm intrigued. Oh, by like, it. like the idea of them going back, I have no problem with. I like the flashbacks of Luke at his school and the stuff with Kylo, but I don't know if that, I don't know if I, I, I this time around, I want like, 30 years ago, this happened. And I, I want to see it as it happens. I want to see it matter to the story now. And Yeah. Uh, but, but again, maybe that's just my desires, and I must release myself for those desires. Yeah, so maybe it's a flashback, but I feel like there's some of those shots of, like, it, yeah. that, that reaction shot current. seems like Finn and Janna. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Seeing that uh, sky mm-hmm. full of Imperial Star Destroyers. Right, right. Um, so one other thing that I wanted to point out, uh, at least for myself, just about the sizzle reel itself, is just the joy because yeah. you, you can get down into those. And by the way, where the Death Star is being worked on right now, <laughs> I have discovered the time my gardeners show up. <laughs> there are always We're going to work through this because it's not going to be long. <laughs> Finn fine. and the janitorial. Uh, Should we go to the bathroom group? and just let the, let the uh, mowing continue yeah, we'll in the just, background? Yeah, yeah, I'll just leave an unedited conversation between Joseph Here's and Here's the thing is yeah. I think that, uh, that maybe you're accidentally broadcasting outside and the gardening people yes. are like, we have some theories about dark ray <laughs> and i'd love to talk uh now I just, just for me it was it was so much full of joy and i think we can lose that uh the forest for the trees just seeing a yeah. bunch of star destroyers seeing ray throw a, a, that the hero's blade at that right, at right. that re- training remote and seeing it hack through the tree and just seeing uh mm. it, Ray and Kylo, a dark side and light at that point, red and blue lightsaber crashing together on a piece of debris in a rolling sea. It's oh, just yeah. cool. Just pull back to basics. Imagine you're six years old. Don't have any opinions. Yeah. You're just watching beautiful spectacle on a giant screen. This trailer got me excited for really pull back to the basics, find that six-year-old inside and go, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, that 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 fight. Uh, what I what I, I'm going to say is the re- part of the uh, Death Star remains because that tower. You got a turbo laser the in the background laser, there. Yeah. yeah. So one person tweeted me angrily months ago. It's a Millennium Falcon. <laughs> oh, it could be, but it's big. Now I can I can probably tweet back now. Um, yes, that's kind of where I'm at. What you just talked about this when I say I'm ready for dinner, I am a less snarky version of uh, some other Lucasfilm employees answers of we'll find out in December to the questions. I'm like, man, we're going to find out in December. I, I, that's where I'm at after that sizzle reel. Okay. And that's why it did its job. And yeah. I don't, yeah. Cause you're sizzled and you don't sizzle. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. cool. I don't know what this all means. We're going to find out. And I can't wait to, what, yeah. what I told you guys last month, I, I think this is, I think JJ is throwing everything at the wall, like, and, and just really making you feel like, oh no, I really do mean all nine movies. <laughs> this is going to be epic on epic on epic. This is going to be Avengers Endgame, crazy, make you feel all the feelings, yeah. beauty, spectacle, action, humor, emotion, all of it. I, I really do yeah. feel like this is going to be the Star Wars movie that makes you feel all those things and that really has a little reference to every saga movie that you can think of to make it feel like all Star Wars fans can appreciate this one movie. Because yeah. it is the epic conclusion. It is the final one of the Skywalker saga. So I really do feel like he really wants to make that uh, a big point. And I'm already like getting all these emotions and feelings. So yeah. I'm like, oh man, the waterworks are going to be like 
the biggest theme park ride. Like you can water slide yeah. on my tears <laughs> in the movie theater because this is going to be a lot of crying for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cry and I already know I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, speaking yeah. of that, I think even down to the minutia, one fun thing for me that I found myself responding to emotionally when I... Uh, freeze-framed uh, 3PO's, uh, Creepio's red eyes mm-hmm. to, to make a joke. There's a light in the background that is the orange of the Bespin freezing chamber. Yeah. It's just like, there's something that was like, why is this speaking to the literal six-year-old in me? It's like, oh, because it's, I love that color because of Star Wars. Like, I wonder, like, are they getting down to that level of lighting choice from the past that sparks something and, inside you? And it was also similar to him coming out of the oil bath. You yeah, know, it was like that same kind of vibe. Yeah, the way like, he is rising up. Yeah. I am the maker now. <laughs> Who is your maker now? Says 3PO. All right, so a I wanted speeder to. bike is outside our studio. Right <laughs> oh, yeah, now. That's Revan. Uh, is it a riding mower right there? I don't know. What's <laughs> uh, all right, here, here's one other thing from the trailer. Um, so that the in the beginning of the sizzle reel, there's a bunch of stuff that's really germane. There's uh, Palpatine and Anakin and Luke and Leia and Han and then Boba Fett. Yeah. Why is there a shot of Boba Fett in the sizzle reel for Rise of Skywalker? Is it just to get somebody like me to ask that question on a podcast? Or is there any possibility there? I think that's that's why. Because he's also cool. And <laughs> it's he's one cool. of my favorite shots in Star Wars. Yeah. The, the, the head nod. nod. To me at a party in a corner. That's Respect. Yep. Respect. Yeah. I think that's exactly it. Yeah. I, I right. think it's just Boba Fett's really cool and a lot of people like Boba Fett. <laughs> All right, we got a little bit more Boba Fett talk coming, so I will let that one go. Uh so uh, we wanted to start with the with the big stuff with the sizzle reel, but I want to break down some of the other stuff that uh happened right. with the Rise of Skywalker. So on the actual panel, JJ Abrams uh said the character of Leia is really, in a way, the heart of this story. When we were talking about the story, we realized we could not possibly tell the end of these nine films without Leia. That, he said things similar, but the heart of the story is a different twist uh, to me. Yeah. Uh, and I felt like this is more possible evidence, could be something else, that she really does send them on the mission. So that we're seeing the heroes trying to execute Leia's plan. I, I agree, and we're going to get into a little Zori Bliss stuff, and yeah. that actually adds to that thought that I have of, of this, this journey, again, Serial adventure. We yeah. talk about all the time. That's part of the essence of Star Wars. You got to go do this, and then this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And, and yeah, it just makes sense with also how how they're using it. And when he talks about the heart of the story, it's just because she's Leia, and she's the heart of the resistance. As she was the heart of the rebellion, and that all makes sense. We'll see. You know, and the fact she might have uh, given some Ray some advice and some tra- I mean, that it's this uh, overall heart to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did you take from that, Ace? A hundred percent. I really feel like J.J. Abrams having worked with Carrie Fisher and, and, and having that sudden, um, you know, horrible passing of her and just the fact that it was so quick and it's so sudden. I think he really starting to realize that I'm going to put on my respect and I'm going to make sure that the send off I give to, to Princess Leia isn't something that nor Luke nor Han got. It's going to be something very special, very significant to the point where she is kind of, I really feel like not only is she's going to send it off to the story, but it's going to come full circle as far as, um, you know, Leia being the one in the new hope, giving out the medals, that kind of full circle. Right. She's the one on the mission in the beginning of a new hope. She's the one who's doing something. And then she's the one who's giving them the medal. She is the presence. She is the, 
the princess. She's the royalty. So I, I think it's going to come to a point where Leia is handled with this reverence and respect of a queen. Yeah. Uh, of now she's she's now Queen Leia. Like that is the 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 reverence we're going to give her in this movie. And whether she's obviously she's going to be in it in very little. It's one of those things where I think that's the kind of light that JJ wants to put her in. Yeah, but you can, but you can right. feel her presence, her presence throughout. Like her however feeling. she sets them on the journey. I think journey. she's going to be referenced by Poe quite a bit. I think it's going to be that thing where it's like this is for you know the General Leia sent us to do this. Like okay, this is for her. It looks like they got their her ship, which we yeah. are in resistance. We see, oh, yeah. and, and Poe's kind of like gives that. Clue. What does he say for the quote of like oh, this has been you know from. Yavin to here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they have that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think uh, uh, several people, I'm sure, uh, spotted it, uh, but I saw a, uh, a, a woman who does some writing for Nerdist, uh, Lindsay Romaine, is where I saw the theory first that um, Leia could actually be training Ray mm-hmm. because uh, Ray does seem to be throwing her lightsaber at a training remote. Right. And in the same sort of foresty area that we have seen the scenes of Leia. So where my mind went with that was it's interesting to me if Leia finally made the choice to open herself up to the Force to save her life, Mm -hmm. to save her mission Mm -hmm. in The Last Jedi, that now she has opened herself up more to the Force and feels and understands more things than she did. Or she could even be communing with Luke. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that's a way to give her the weight that she's always had, that Mm -hmm. she is a politician and a leader and a... uh, rebel and in uh, royalty she has all these sort of means of wisdom and power but then really it, a, a way to elevate her and make her the heart is to say like she's the skywalker that's truly standing at the beginning of this movie she's the one who has sort of knowledge and wisdom to pass on in every respect including a, a better understanding and connection to the force mm-hmm. What, does that make any sense to you, Ken? Yeah, it does make sense. The idea of just at the basic level for training uh, Ray and, and with the what I think is probably the training remote from the Falcon, right? Yeah. The same one, Luke's head. I, I, I yeah, uh, uh, the reverence you talked about, Ace, and just kind of putting her uh, at the top of it all there. That that it makes the force angle makes a lot more sense. That that she was always there. She wanted to train. She chose to go politics, and but that she brings it in to save her life, save her mission, like you just said, and like now it's there. It's on, and she's too enlightened to turn back from that and knows what it means to Ray or knows what she means to Ray. I, I think it all factors in. Yeah. It all factors in. But, yeah. but with, I'm just so curious, and, and listening to that little JJ clip again this weekend with, I think, Variety interviewing him on, on the red carpet at D23. First of all, talking really honestly about how, Le- how Carrie Fisher struggled and Force Awakens to yeah. find the rhythm again, and then once she found it, she had it. Um, and he's just like, you got this stuff, but we had to write everything to what she already said. Yeah. So what did she already say? And I mean, yeah. you can fix some lines and everything. Yeah. It's really, I'm really intrigued to see yeah. how they pull that together. One more uh, Leia question for you that I'd, I hadn't mm-hmm. thought of before. If she is more in tune with the Force, if she is uh, communing with, uh, with Luke... Uh, and they do make the choice to have her character um, pass in the actual story of the film, how would you feel if she did appear as a force ghost, even if there was no lines? Because that's something that would be, that they could accomplish. I I would... I'll say I don't think Leia's going to die. I'll just just put... If we're doing predictions, and I think that's... uh, I'm not on the limb there. But, not that I want Leia to die, but if the trade-off is some final mind-blowing shot of ghost luke and ghost leia yeah i don't know even ghost anakin i don't know family reunion time yeah i don't care 
I I would be I'd be ready for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Would you be on board for that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I I I also agree. I don't think she's gonna die. Um, but if she does, I'm very very cool with Force Ghost Leia. I'm I'm actually when when that scene happened in the Last Jedi, I was very very pro that scene. If that's because yeah, a, a lot of people were very anti that scene. Mm-hmm. But I love the fact that she kind of taps into the Force and it almost like kind of kickstarted to to save her life. Um, the fact that she is a Skywalker and the fact that she does have that bloodline and does have that raw power connection to the force. And yeah. it is so powerful within her. And we kind of forget because we always assume Luke, Luke, Luke. Um, but that's also in Leia. It's in yeah. Leia as well. And, and, and that that idea that she's kind of tapping more into it. Yeah. I mean, we see that several times in, in The Last yeah. Jedi too, when she even's com- communicating with, mm-hmm. with Luke too. There's something beautiful about, I mean, and she could do that back to Empire Strikes Back, right? That True. connection. Yeah. Uh, uh, but there's something beautiful to me about she has always been selfless. They do, they talk about this a lot in all of the novels about her, that she's the one who's like, I'm making sure all the I's are dotted, all the T's are mm-hmm. crossed, I'm keeping everything mm-hmm. going. But like, here I am, a, a older, wiser, I'm connected to the force, I kind of been successfully passing things off to the younger generation. Mm. Now I can kind of open myself up and let myself be yeah. intuitive and flowing and connected to yeah. this other side of power, this I'm, other view of, of control and leadership. I'm retiring from my career and I'm going to go get an <laughs> RV and drive around the force galaxy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Speaking of about driving around the force galaxy, let's talk about Zori bliss, uh, who is maybe not a force character. We don't know. So Zori bliss, uh, played by Carrie Russell. They, we had a reveal this weekend that she's going to be an old friend of Poe's, possibly romantic. Uh, and they talked a lot about in a red carpet interview, uh, Carrie Russell and Oscar Isaac, that she was me- maybe meant to show, who Poe used to be a little bit is the way JJ described it uh, to Oscar Isaac. Carrie Russell also has talked about enjoying wearing the mask and saying that uh, that uh, Zori Bliss is very cool and a little bit shady. Mm. So mm-hmm. what in this new little uh, gift basket of information excites you, Ken? I'm intrigued by this character a lot, but I'll tell you, not to put it in a simple box of Poe's ex-girlfriend. I don't want to put it in that just simple box, but I, I mean, I, I, I like that idea if there was something there. Uh, and she's still shady, still doing it. He's got to go back, and, and it could be funny. It could actually be really funny. Yeah. Poe goes, talks to a, a former love interest to try to get information, and she doesn't want to give any information. You know, there's some, there's some kind of base level kind of character yeah. stuff I like about it. I don't need it to be that, but I like that. Um, and I'm, I'm just, I think she'll have a small but key part, and it'll be, you know, I think I, I'm sensing a lot of fun in this. Yeah. Like, like JJ's going, dropping this little, you know, obstacle in front of Poe at this point in his life and career. This is taking that Han Solo, Lando Calrissian, roguish charm dial and turning it to 11 for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about that to me of like, well, maybe they had a romantic relationship or whatever, but this is more about like, Poe was a, was raised by mm. people who fought in the rebellion, but he had some bad boy years where he, maybe yeah. he smoked some death sticks yeah. out, out behind Masasi Temple with uh, yeah. Zori Bliss in his teen years. And, and mm. now she's like, you're the leader of the rebellion. Yeah. You're a responsible person who leads people and get, get some of that Han Lando yeah. going, yeah, I turned the corner. What are you going to say? Yeah. 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 I, I think, I think the best part we can get out of this too is, is one of the best reactors as far as an actor goes is John Boyega. Yeah, and the yeah. fact that he can kind of react to that and kind of give like a, that was you, Poe. Yeah, that what you did, what Poe? Yeah, like, I could see John Boyega really doing a good job of selling that whole aspect of like this is the guy who named me. 
Yeah. Like he gave me my name. Yeah. <laughs> and he did what? This it's bad like, boy right here. <laughs> bad Poe right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about the possibility of uh, old romance or, or even just kind of romance in general is a real unanswered question of if it's going to be an issue in Rise of Skywalker. And if so, there are so many uh, different ways you can ship right now. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a people are really into that, Joseph. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like they're always kind of trying to find not always, but I, I I do think it's a lot of fun for for different Star Wars fans to kind of be like, oh, I like Poe with this person, or I like Poe with that person. So now bringing in Zori kind of adds a different, you know, possible option for to be the final. Yeah, you know. Poe needs a, a a date to go on the final parade or <laughs> the final yeah. victory uh, victory medal ceremony. Yeah, and yeah. he needs a a date to go with him, so he got Zori. Yeah, um, yeah, that's fine. I think it's a lot of fun. That's yeah. always a big a- part of a Star Wars is romance. Yeah, so. yeah, I, I would love uh, anything going with that. I think to me, the other thing that excited me is while I do think the the big heart of this is gonna be Ray and and mm-hmm. Kylo and Force and Fate. This is a good reminder to me, too, that I think J.J. Abrams is like, you know, in modern storytelling, we we give all of our characters an arc. Yeah. And Poe gets an arc. Finn gets an arc. Yeah. Everybody gets an arc. And this is a good reminder that everybody's going to be taken care of, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's like yeah, we, we talked we talked about previous four centers that uh, seven and eight do lack some of the big over overall romantic sweeping romantic yeah. stuff that Star Wars is known for. And like I said, you know, it's part of it. So I would like that. I don't think Zori Bliss needs to end up with Poe or I want to make that clear, but yeah. it's like, I love, like I love for the character, Poe, much like a Ryan Johnson approach to he's, a, here's the character says, here's what I know. What's the biggest problem they could face. If Poe is ascended to this rank, rank of leader and he needs information and here's this person. He's like, Oh no, we got to go to Zori. I can't yeah. believe it. Yeah. You know, he's trying not to be reckless. And she is yeah. somebody who used to be reckless with. Yeah. yeah. Like that's really fun to me. And then it could end up however it ends up. But, uh, I think that's funny. Yeah, Finn. They they keep bringing up Finn and and Finn being a player and Finn and Rose. You know, we haven't talked much about Rose. We haven't seen much about no. Rose yet, uh, other than some I think some still photos. So uh, I think there's a lot of stuff there. There could be. I, I'm expecting more of that than than uh, what we've been talking about. Which because we got the headlines, we got to talk about. It. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of that stuff. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, here's the final thing for me for Rise of Skywalker is that poster. Uh, yeah. that they released that's got uh, Ray and Kylo fighting on the debris, mm-hmm. blue and red energy and lightning, and then a big old Palpatine shadow face. Yeah, uh, we talked a lot about Palpatine, but to me, the big takeaway from this is even after Star Wars Celebration, even after the cackle, even after Ian McDermott came out and did the roll it again, there was still some Star Wars fans who were like, Oh, yeah, but he, he's not, he's like, he's just gonna be a MacGuffin or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, no, hey, the poster is mostly his face? Does that change things for you? A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, no, because I think I'm, I'm still in where I was, where I think he's a key part, but not a huge part. Yeah. And it's something that literally is hanging over the story. Yeah, and like now, literally uh, in the poster. Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to say it. Ace, you have any changed Palpatine feelings based no. on that poster? No, no, no. Uh, I I feel the same way. I really do feel like he is bringing <laughs> everything full circle when it comes to the, the the final act of this movie and when it comes to the finale of all the Star Wars movies. I think he is mm-hmm. whether it's part of part of his big plan, whether it's something he's had in store this whole time, um, whether it's Ray. Um, I think Palpatine. If, if we're to believe that this guy is that level of manipulator and that level of ahead of the game, then yes, I really do feel like he is the big bad, the big protagonist. And everything that has gone on in these past two movies might have been what he wanted to happen. So, yeah, yeah I, I think Palpatine is a... Uh, it's going to be a big part of this movie for sure. Yeah. And I think you absolutely could be right. And uh, I think it, it could be too that, you know, Snoke was doing his dark side thing and Palpatine rises again. And he is just the symbol of the mm. ultimate evil in that it's yeah. you always have to face that evil. You get rid of one like Snoke, Palpatine's back and we have to deal with him. And he just symbolizes this is this is where the galaxy goes, pain and anger and suffering if our heroes can't find their way to making the right choices, you know? And I think mm-hmm. just putting his face there, like that's such a great way to say it, Ken. Yeah. He's literally just sure. 
St- he's staring through the window of space yeah. <laughs> <laughs> into everybody's business. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So plenty more to talk about Rise of Skywalker, and we will. But for now, let's go on to the other huge thing that would normally be an entire episode. I mean, I'm looking, at our, I'm looking at our, we'll record till we record, but I'm <laughs> looking at our outline I going, know. wow, we got a wonderful marathon. Yeah. 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 And I mean, we can, we can no, uh, no, show I don't mean some to of this stuff. Up. I'm just and, like, uh, and we're still it, not but, done. Yeah. Oof. So, but let's go into, you know, this, mm. uh, Small little thing that is the first live action Star Wars television yeah. show ever truly exploding into the whole world, knowing what it's about. Um, we got the trailer. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna flip it. We'll get to the trailer at the end. I want to talk about some of the other bits of news mm-hmm. that came out first. Uh, actor Migna Wen, uh, very well known uh, in Disney circles for playing uh, Mulan and uh, also uh, playing Agent May in uh, in Agents of Shield, added to the cast of Mandalorian. Yes. You're excited, Ace. Oh, yes. What are your thoughts? What are I'm your feelings? A, I am that guy. I am the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. guy who's constantly tweeting about how good this show is. It is good. It's a great show. I yeah. love the show. I didn't know you watched. I do. I oh, do. I love yeah, this it's, show. It's a sneaky one that uh, had a rocky start and then became awesome. Amazing show. It's, it's literally one of my favorite shows on TV. Uh, and Agent May is amazing. She is known for being, obviously, the Calvary, obviously one of the best fighters in the MCU or in the Marvel shows. Yeah. Um, so my assumption is that she's playing some sort of badass bounty hunter that the Mandalorian encounters in our group of anti-heroes encounter within the show. Um, that's the first thing I go to is kind yeah. of this idea that she's kind of this rogue, crazy bounty hunter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I want to, yeah. I want to be a bounty hunter who stole a lightsaber from somewhere <laughs> so you can get her with the sword. Ooh. Right. And just, and, and not, not have any Jedi or any force. Cause I think this show is going to, Right. Be kind of cut off from that sure. is my prediction, but you could still get a lightsaber mm. in the hands of a bounty hunter. Mm. Ken, what are your thoughts, reactions, feelings to that casting? Uh, I, I'm familiar with the work enough, even though I watched the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. first episode at a hotel room in Anaheim at a business conference and <laughs> switched to Monday Night Football at the end because I'm not a Marvel person, but I enjoy it. I, I, I don't know why I felt that. I you don't have to, to take apologize. away your joy, Ace. Um, it's taken away. It <laughs> no, uh, I just laugh. Um, uh, yeah, I'm excited about this. Uh, I, I, I think she's uh, going to be voice of something and, uh, hopefully maybe it carries over to season two. Yeah. So you yeah. don't think, especially since the casting later and a lot of these characters are uh, yeah, just yeah. voices, you, you think that we shouldn't get our hopes up too high oh, and no, she might be like a, a, a random, uh, Ugnot. I don't think voicing an Ugnot. I or think whatever. she'd be a character that can be revealed later. I don't know who they, they can always go do a pickup. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a voice thing that could turn into something. Oh, so okay. maybe a mask comes do off. We, do we know it's a voice? Right? No, now? we don't know. We oh, don't okay. know. We just know that they're most of the castings are voice. Yes. So okay. so, I I think, but that doesn't mean for season two. Sure. If Favreau is working on it and goes, yeah, I got this character. Yeah. Oh, I can tie it in. And yeah. da, 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 da. Right. It's just a character with a, yeah. a walk on scene. But why don't you voice this character oh, yeah. next season and then this season and then or, next or season? Be it the mask comes off and it's her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I so definitely. So. Interesting. Interesting. Can I can I bring something up to please do? It's, no, just because we're talking show. about the Mandalorian. <laughs> just because Filoni's involved and just because yeah. we're all Clone, Clone Wars fans yeah. and Rebels fans. Can can we see her maybe being a, a Mandalorian? And being mm. like that kind of like Absolutely. past to the Mandalorian, Absolutely. where it's like, hey, what are you doing yeah. to our Pedro Pascal Mandalorian being like, you were part of I, our... Yeah. 100% think you're going to see other Mandalorians even up to, uh, up to Bo-Katan. But almost being a part of it's like his past. Yeah, that's, no, a, that's a great yeah. call. Yeah. I, I, 
hope slash want the conflict to be me too. Hey, you're out here doing something that's not particularly exactly. honorable. Mm-hmm. And like, we're trying to get our a, honor back after exactly. everything we went through in, all, in both these wars. We're trying to get back on track and you're out here ruining it. Yeah. Exactly. I, yeah. I, I really want to see uh, that. Oh, yeah. And it, I can see her playing that of like, I came out here to kick your ass yeah. and take you home. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. We I remember in our breakdown back in celebration, Joseph, you, you really, you, keyed in first uh, to the idea of the show seems to be about reclaiming identities yeah, and him needing to reclaim his identity and, and, and with Bo-Katan in charge, in canon, in this time. Yeah. And they, uh, you know, have a come to Jesus or come to Zorg moment, whoever the God <laughs> of the Mandalorians is of just like, what are you doing? Yeah. And that being part of the show, I don't think this is always going to be a bounty hunter through the underworld. That's fine. But I want more, you know. Yeah. And who is this character? And Warner Herzog, uh, you know, pushing across money that that used to be Mandalorian, but it's now the got Skyrim. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. Um, that's the kind Taunting of stuff him. that's good. Yeah, Taunting him. Yeah, and throwing his culture in his face. It's got to have that kind of weight to the story, and I'm sure Favreau can tap into that. And with Floney around, he's got his hip pocket of characters he loves. And 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 Pre Vizsla can't come back, but Favreau is very aware of, of those Mandalorian characters of that time. Yeah, yeah, and that's a great call. He's. Uh, all right, so we also got, uh, for the most part, a confirmation that there's going to be a weekly release for the Disney Plus mm-hmm. shows. Uh, Favreau said said something uh, on the red carpet that seemed to uh, imply that, and uh, a lot of different sites are reporting it, uh, but I, at least when I put this together on Sunday, it, they all looked back to a site called TV Line that, uh, that claimed multiple sources on the... It's going to be weekly because right now we're in one of those places where we're seeing headlines everywhere. Yeah. And I think this is what it sources back to. So it's probably true. I mean, this was, I thought we, I thought Bresnikin when he was still with EW now, now he's I with, think he uh, did. with variety. Let's give a, Anthony yeah. Bresnikin a, a good old hearty uh, slap on the back for that. That's awesome. I, I, yeah, I thought this was the, one of those things where I'm like, Oh, I thought this was answered, but I guess not. So I, I weekly just makes sense. It just yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Forget my own viewing habits which can be weekly based. Uh, let's just keep it in the news cycle longer. Keep it in the fan's eye longer. Yeah. Binging, you get one weekend, we move on. Yeah. And I don't think they want that. Yeah. How about you, Ace? How do you feel about it? 100%. I really do feel like they want to get that weekly television vibe, that water cooler talk where you're looking mm-hmm. forward to the next episode kind of vibe for this television show. And it, and it helps, like you, like Ken said, extend the, the episodes and extend it to the Rise of Skywalker. Because it, it comes out November 12th, I think. No, yeah. November 12th, yeah. Yes. So we've got a lot of things, including comics and the first live-action Star Wars show, that could finish up right after Rise of Skywalker. They could do, like, yeah, we're doing weekly, but we're starting with two episodes, or here, here's the big finale. We're going to play two episodes back-to-back. So could lead us right into Rise of Skywalker. they got a lot of wiggle room to play. But, yeah, yeah, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled for the return of the 21st century water cooler. Yeah. And, yes. uh, you know, yeah, we don't all have time to stop everything we're doing. Uh, yeah, I don't mean to turn in that conversation. I, I, I don't, I'm not wagging fingers at uh, people who watch shows like that because I do watch something like that too. But I, I, I just, yeah, there was sometimes where I'm just like, like, Stranger Things, just like, s- slow down. I, I needed to sleep. I'm in episode three. Stop yeah. tweeting about episode seven, man. Stop. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even think it's like a, to me, it's not even a like, what kind of person are you? Do you prefer binging yeah, or do yeah, you prefer yeah. weekly? It's like, there's, we live in a beautiful time where we are force fed entertainment yeah. we love. I, I can't. I I don't even have children. Yeah. And I can't. I don't even have pets. I but I can't binge this hard. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I went through it with Game of Thrones, went through it with yeah. Twin Peaks. 
there's a joy to, ooh, what's what's it going to be next week? Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. joy of like, we can all talk about what we just saw because we all just saw it. Yeah. 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 And, and I know too that there's a question. I see it a lot even in our Discord server chat of, because we have a lot of UK fans in other countries. I always say UK, uh, meaning the world. That's silly of me. <laughs> um, around the world who are like, hey, we're not even sure when we're getting this. And now it's an early 2020 release. You know, the Mandalorian's oh, wow, not yeah. going to be dropped oh, really? at the same point around the world because of, you know, the, the streaming. It's a little different. Interesting. Same with just, I, same like that. with Game of Thrones. Like, yeah. I, I'd have to get offline. Uh, and I have no problem, by the way, I have no problem getting offline to protect my spoiler. I, yeah. I, I'm, that's on my, that's my responsibility. I'd have to get off like 9 a.m. Sunday morning because some French Game of Thrones fans like, tonight's episode was great. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, that's another thing to factor in. Yeah, absolutely. And and it helps. uh, And I know this is a side side note. It's not really important, but maybe Lucasfilm is smart and they're ahead of this. They know that the media cycle factors in the weekly conversation quite yeah. a bit. And that helps yeah. considering something like a stranger things where I follow the reaction to stranger things online mm-hmm. and it's all over the place. Like Ken said, it could yeah. be two weeks later. It could be the weekend of where it's like the next day. It's like spoilers for stranger things. Let's talk about it. And I'm like, it came out last yeah. night. Yeah. <laughs> it came out at midnight. Oh, and it is yeah. 12.02. You, you bastard. Come on. I, yeah, I get it. You got to get your clicks. You got to get your views. Yeah. I understand it, but like, I am it's like, very happy Mandalorian on, might yes. give me that chance to catch yes. up. I and think it, you're really smart too, that it is a good selling point of like, Hey, maybe somebody's like, I'm on the fence about Disney plus two weeks of the Mandalorian. Everybody talking about it. Then they're like, all right, I'll dive in. I only have two episodes to catch up with. Yeah. And then you, they get people as it goes, if it's yeah. as awesome as it appears I'm, to be. I'm traveling that weekend uh, on the, what is it, 15th or 16th or something? So the 12th, like, yeah. 12th. So 12th comes out, but that weekend I'm gone. And I'm like, if, if they binge it, I'm gonna, I'm screwed. I'm going to have to sit there and do it before I fly out. Like, right. You don't want it to be like homework. You want to sit back yes. and enjoy it. Uh, so let, let's get into that trailer. There was a poster that was very cool, but that yeah. trailer. Um, so this uh, uh, was obviously really cool to see a lot more um, completed, I yes. think, visual effect shots yes. than, than those of us who saw the trailer uh, or just kind of some work yeah. at Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. Definitely some cool shots. Um, definitely some stuff we saw there that wasn't in this, but this was very polished. Um, for myself, this trailer really, really uh, just reinforced to me that what Mandalorian is mm-hmm. is a human being who was a young kid in the eighties and he is taking every fantasy he had with his action figure, mm-hmm. every wouldn't it be cool if conversation that he had on playground mm-hmm. and making it a star Wars show. It is so in that spirit. And I'm not saying that it, it's can't be exciting to anybody who wasn't right. alive then, but having been alive then, mm-hmm. Oh my God, the conversations were, well, what if uh, this mysterious Mandalorian Boba Fett used to be. <laughs> what if this mysterious character was going around with an IG droid? Not IG-88, IG-11. Yeah. Uh, you know, can other people be carbon frozen? Do Ugnots do things besides yeah. uh, work on, on Cloud City? Yeah, yeah. They, it's an Ugnot on a Blurg. Why not? Yeah. It's like there's so much that is that specific era of, mm. oh, man, we saw the tip of the iceberg. But what if, man, what if? And it's really exciting to me. That was my overall reaction. Overall take for- yeah, Ken, what was yours? I, I am on that side and looking forward to watching and kind of sitting back and enjoying this and not yet getting too deep dreaming about these things with these themes of connecting your identity and, and um, intrigued by a lot of what's out there. Uh, I am not 
I am uh, I am not being I have not been pulled in yet completely from any of the stuff I've seen from it. Okay, but that does, I, but again it, it it's I'm just excited to sit and watch and go okay. I don't know what I want out of this. Yeah, because I don't know what I want out of this. But this is big. This is live action on my TV screen. Yeah, for Star Wars. Uh, I I don't need to be won over or convinced because it's Star Wars. I'm going <laughs> to enjoy it, but I want to know how I'm going to enjoy yeah. it. Is it just playground fantasy? Of what if IJ88 and Boba Fett took on the galaxy? Yeah, what if, what if Stormtroopers yeah. got their helmets put on spikes? Yeah, you or know, due to Lucasfilm decisions, uh, the Mandalorian and IG11. Yeah, <laughs> great. Or, or what are the themes that I'm going to find out? Because I, I feel we here at Force Center have settled into a wonderful way of looking and finding the bigger themes and, and lessons and, and connecting with that emotional canon and yeah. all the stuff we talk about versus just a, a video game in action. And I'm not saying that's what I think it's going to be. No. But I hear a lot about, a lot of like, did you see, did you see? Yeah, yeah, you shot some blasters. What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's where I watch. But that's me. Star Wars Buffet has a lot of choices. Yeah. This is chicken tenders for people. Yeah. Give me them chicken tenders, Ken. Want yeah. them tenders. I want them chicken yeah. tenders. Can we, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it looks like, it does. It looks like. Uh, you, you like your dark and gritty t- oh, tenders? I like yeah. my dark and gritty yeah. Western Pedro Pascal yeah, yeah. in a Mandalorian suit kicking ass. That's all I need. <laughs> that, that's all you need. All you want. Yeah. Give me no explanation of why you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So was that your reaction? No, really, it really is. Because for me, obviously, this goes all the way back to season four of Game of Thrones mm-hmm. with my introduction of Oberyn Martell, with, which goes back to my childhood of wanting to be Bruce Lee and martial arts and all this <laughs> stuff and me being a brown kid of like a Latino kid. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't see that on TV. And now it's like, I finally see that with the red Viper, Oprah Martell, who's a martial artist and he's got a mustache and an accent and he's brown. And it's like, yeah, that could be me. That's like mm-hmm. the version of like what I want to be a, a Latino martial art badass. Yeah. Now I see that in a star Wars version and he's a Mandalorian, <laughs> <laughs> which also happens to be one of like my favorite things ever in star Wars. And it goes back to like my love of Boba Fett and my love of Django Fett, which I already loved. Mm. Um, all those things combined makes me feel like super giddy. The fact that I'm going to get a pure Western action show with Pedro Pascal as the lead as a Mandalorian. But on a side note, if I'm being real, I also like the idea of like, who's paying for these bounties? What happened to, to, you know, mm-hmm. Yub Nub in the galaxy right afterwards? Like, yeah. like the fact that bounty hunter, the, the profession of being a bounty hunter is on the rise. Like, why is that the case? Why is there so many people on the run or, or owing money or what, what is happening to the economics of the galaxy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, of the capitalism within the galaxy. Now that, that the tyranny has been tearing, torn down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think that's fascinating within itself. So all, all those things combined make me super excited for the show. And the fact that we got freaking death troopers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that to me is just like confirmed okay, by star Wars.com. That's those cool. are death troopers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I, yeah, I'm totally with you. I feel like uh, it's got all this great surface surface stuff of like, is five was saying like, let's just go into the cantina, that world from a new hope. What's going on with them and give it the Western vibe. I want all the surface level, just, action figures doing cool things you never thought you'd get to see them do. It's not just IG-88 standing there looking like a vape pen. It's mm. an IG droid, you know, flipping around, kicking butt. Uh, but I, what I really liked is I felt like this trailer was structured a little bit more toward theme. Mm-hmm. So like starting with the image of the stormtroopers on spikes is like, definitely it's cool. It's like, Ooh, it draws you in, but it immediately says everything has changed yeah. from the way you thought it was. And it is more deadly 
uh, and then going right through to just seeing images of action, but it's also Im- images of what look like innocent people in danger. There's the shot of the ATST shooting and and like somebody with a kid running. Like Mm -hmm. a mother, yeah. There's one shot of somebody in water also with a younger person. So there's just those little visual elements of, remember, it's not just Mandalorians kicking stormtroopers, but there are people here and they're caught in the middle and they're at stake. And then going all the way to the end of having basically the only... Is it maybe the only spoken word mm-hmm. of the uh, <laughs> Werner Herzog yeah. saying bounty hunting is a complicated profession? Mm. Feels like that mm. was the theme statement. Mm-hmm. It, you know, as we sit here and talk about it, it almost reminds me of like, I think you could do a really great uh, reconstruct that trailer for the first season of Deadwood. Yeah. And it's yeah. the Seth Bullock character of like, mm. I, I believe in law and order, but I have a violent streak and I will just shoot somebody dead in the middle yeah. of the street if I think that's the way I need to do it. And that makes me feel like, all right, even with all the action, it's always going to be this tension for that, this character navigating this new world. Is he being the person that he wants to be while having to navigate this kind of brand new lawless world? Sure. And it's also the question of, of obviously the empire was an extreme version of security, right? But Mm -hmm. that was the big pitch that they had. Mm -hmm. That was the emperor's, that was Palpatine's pitch. It's like security. But that was the one thing. It's like, let's have a lot of police. Let's have a lot of soldiers. Let's have, you know, policing in in the world. And that was the uh, the stormtroopers. That's what they represented Mm -hmm. is like this extreme version of like policing. Uh, What happens when they're gone? And it's like, it's when people say it's the wild, wild west out there, man. It's like, no, it's really the wild west out there (laughs) where it's just bounty hunters are kind of running this town. Is that a good thing? Well, that's why I like the the idea of Giancarlo Esposito's character. Yeah. By the way, it's it's him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All those interviews articles last week of is he uh, a couple weeks ago? Of, is Does he have a alien? weird tentacle yeah, head? Yeah. Nope. It's him of him being clearly part of the Empire or wearing the gear or the Death Troopers with him and him going, "Hey, we you had it pretty good, right? You're safe when we were around." Like I, again, not that I agree that that was the right thing to do, but just like I love that tension. I love that tension and. And then who's in, is it, are they the ones in the ATSD endangering the, the, the civilians and does Mandalorian react to that or that this is the stuff that pulls me in the state of the galaxy after the fall is what I love about aftermath and everything. And I love about this. Yeah. And that's some great juicy stuff. If that is what, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, his pitching is like, Hey, remember when you at least knew the rules, which was if you threw a rock at a stormtrooper, we'd murder you in the street. Yeah. Remember when there was just order and you knew that would happen? Yeah. Like, yeah. Is, like, is it a good thing or isn't it? And like, yeah, yeah. that's, uh, that's uh, such, such great storytelling possibilities there. I also thought the music was great. Did you, either uh, of you? hundred percent. Uh, uh, Grace and I watched it this morning and, and uh, we both, I, that's the first time I saw it. I, I hadn't, I seen clips, silent, muted YouTube video. We sat down and watched this morning and we both like the music's my favorite thing. Yeah. 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 Great stuff. Yeah. Uh, for me, also just seeing an Ugnot on a Blurg, it was just, it's a, it's a fun thing to shout out in a reminder that Floney's fingers are in this and it's going to be full of little canon yeah, yeah. Uh, nerd moments. Uh, and then for me, the last thing I, I wanted to say about it is, you know, Disney has been super, super clear of Disney Plus is for all ages. You're not going to get a hard R. You're not going to get a dead, Deadpool uh, series, mm-hmm. uh, most likely. Um, but, Star Wars has always had a certain way of family friendly for Star Wars is horrible things, horrible, violent things happen almost constantly mm-hmm. and they're just off screen. This yeah. trailer to launch the family friendly subscription service, Disney plus 
pretty much ends with a squelching sound mm-hmm. is the Mandalorian being a badass shoots a door closed and cuts a guy in half. Right. Yeah. So I, to me, that was just like, a, Hey, if you're wondering what Disney plus is, mm. it's Pedro Pascal cutting a person in half with a door, Ooh, yeah. but you don't really see it. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, I'm sold. Right. Count me in. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So for people who feel and then the logo afraid, comes up, yeah. click <laughs> Disney plus. Yeah. Disney Which plus. You, you know how to use cause you've got the training. <laughs> exactly. got the training. <laughs> yeah. You are the true master. Any other thoughts on the Mandalorian or the Mandalorian trailer? Uh, yes. Uh, Taika Waititi playing IG 11. I believe. Oh, yeah. Uh, how do we feel this character is going to be? I mean, obviously Taika is known for playing, goofy quirky characters like Korg yeah. who happens to be one of my favorite MCU characters yeah however there can be this idea of like oh it's it's Taika and yeah. he's doing oh goodness gracious I've I'm shooting people and he's doing the New Zealand accent and he's playing the quirkiness is that gonna be something you guys are looking forward to or is something that you might take you out of it or uh, yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah. I think yeah. okay. you know you know Lucas came and met with Favreau, you know, and gave him his thoughts. Uh, and, and I sometimes talk about Star Wars as like a cocktail. It's got all these ingredients, and it changes based on how much. And I think the Mandalorian can still be like, hey, this is mostly uh, dark, gritty, but it's still got you know a little flavor of goofy. Sure, but just but that's it's mm-hmm. that character. It's that you know that's the little spice. The fact that there's some information out there now, I don't know exactly where it is. I think I saw our buddy Alex Star Wars explained tweeting something about IG-11's description. says he always gets confused for the more famous IG bounty hunter in the galaxy. Yeah. Shows that there's absolutely not going to be some of that Taika Waititi New Zealand humor, which I love because cause Fly, Fly the Concord is one of my favorite all-time shows, especially that first season. I do know what you mean, and I'll be – I won't be taken out, but – What's the other Korg? The other character, like Korg, yeah. Korg, that's it's very much him, right? And if you like that style of uh, debating about PlayStation uh, video games and yeah. MCU game, you're it's okay. Off ghosts, yeah, yeah. It could work very well, uh, but I, I think overall it will work. His tech yeah. is funny, and, well, and, and he's already had he's made, he's already had some quotes out there, even because he's directing. Of yeah, I have a style, but I know what Star I I, yeah, I know Star Wars that. has a style, yeah, because yeah, he's directing one of the episodes. Yeah, so I think it's well. going to work out well. But oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, don't, is, I know exactly what you mean. Though. Oh no, this yeah. is me playing devil. Advocate. Yeah, no, no, I'm, totally. the, I'm, I'm super Taika fan. Yeah. I, I talked to you about what we do in the shadows yeah, and, and how great. much I love. Great. Yeah, which is great. I'm, I'm the I'm waving the Taika flag. Like he's the kind of filmmaker mm-hmm. that I want to emulate. So yeah, anything he does is gold in my opinion. Totally. So uh, okay, so we just got uh, two things we can ch- touch on real briefly, uh, and we'll we're visiting more. We got the confirmation from the Clone Wars that it's going to be released February 2020 which is great. Uh, There's a quote from StarWars.com on the website that says the series will finally provide the epic conclusion to the critically acclaimed series that fans have been asking for, bringing the story up to the events of Star Wars, Revenge of the Sith, and Order 66. Mm. That was new confirmation Mm -hmm. for me to specifically say not just up to, it's going to end with uh, Ahsoka walking off on her path and Anakin and Obi-Wan flying into the Battle of Coruscant, but that makes me feel like we're going to deal with Rex's story we're going to yeah. maybe see a little bit of what we read about in the Ahsoka novel of her reaction to what has happened. What, what do you both think about that new twist? Big, yeah. big confirmation and excited about that a lot. Yeah. Uh, the fact that it will go up to order 66. That's, that's cool, man. I love looking at some of our familiar Star Wars stories that we're very familiar with from another point of view or another yeah. chapter around the corner. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm super looking forward to this. And I think it will be, especially now that Ahsoka is like, almost like this star Wars legend. Yeah. Um, since then, 
uh, it's going to be very, uh, I believe, Ahsoka centered as well. So yeah, I think I'm it's going to frame the Clone Wars of the first mm-hmm. episode uh, m- movie. We meet Ahsoka, and this is kind of the end of of her journey in this part of Star Wars canon. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fascinating. Uh, one other thing that I want to touch on, and then we'll save the rest of the news because there's still even more still for more. next week. But I did want to touch on this because I think it's big. They revealed at Disney Plus a timeline, a literally graphic, literally graphic details. Mm. Uh, so during the Disney movie panel, there was an official timeline uh, that was breaking the timeline down year by year, I believe. Uh, this The comics were already doing this, but this is something that they did uh, for, you know, the whole larger Star Wars uh, viewing public, breaking it into the Age of Republic, the Age of Rebellion, in the age of resistance. Uh, but just zooming in on the photos that people took, there were some interesting things in exactly where things fell in the timeline. Um, one was that it looked like it was just a year between the last Jedi and right. the rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing was that resistance uh, looks like it was going up to the beginning of the rise of Skywalker. Mm. Take that with a grain of salt because it's, right. they don't, it's, they're not like listing it month by month, month by month. you know? So, but that could be right. that second season of resistance could go right up to the doorstep of, of rise of Skywalker is interesting. Um, and then the Cassian Andor series is, uh, three years before rogue one, a new hope in smack dab in the middle of rebels, Love that. which makes it really exciting. Love that. So any general reactions to just finally getting to see a much more, uh, frankly, MCU like mm-hmm. graphic representation, for Star Wars, any reactions to that? I like that a lot. I, I think that's needed. We, we, we get obsessed with canon, but sometimes it's those little details. But one of the things that always remains important for in, in canon for me is, is timelines. Yeah. I do think that's important. We're just, just talking about the Obi-Wan thing. It's like, yeah. okay, now we know. Now the cast, that's exciting. All right, now we know. Right. He can be there. Who can he run into and what can that be about? I like that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, as, as fellow new fellow nerds that we are, we, we like to know when things happen. Yeah, yeah. That's something that we're all very particular with. And I am also one of those people who needs to know when is this taking place? Mm-hmm. So I love that. And I, and I have to give a quick shout out to Cassian Andor. Yeah. You know? yeah. Huge, I'm so excited huge. for that show. Yeah. I didn't put a lot of news in cause it was mostly Obviously. them just being amazingly charming. Yes. Uh, uh, but, but yeah, uh, Cassian's one of my favorite Star Wars characters, period. Yeah. And it also goes to the fact that I have another Latino Star mm-hmm. Wars character that I can look up to. And Cassian is immediately, as soon as he, he shot that uh, Intel guy mm-hmm. in Rogue One Typic. in the first act, oh. I was like... <laughs> Never forget that. Man. I was like, this guy's awesome. I love him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Immediately, one of my favorite characters is yeah. Cassian Andor. And the fact that it's K2, another one of my favorite droids. Yeah. Count me in. I, I'm super excited for that show. And the fact that it is, like you said... It, we can see some characters in live action version. Yeah. I'm so yeah. we know excited that, for that. We know from a visual dictionary that he went by Fulcrum as well. Is this another opportunity oh. for live action? Oh, Ahsoka? that's amazing. We can yep. get a little little uh, spy action with yes. Yalaren and the ISB. That's the, those are the oh. kind of questions we get to ask because we know exactly when it is, you know? And that's what I would love I would love you. to see that. Infus Nest and Sagra. I'm telling Yo, you. Yeah. I want it. Oh, oh it. yeah. Very. Oh, mm, juicy. So juicy, good. Juicy. Uh, yeah. And I, I second. I'm so excited about Cassie and Andor. Uh, I picked up a, uh, a magazine just because uh, K2 
Cassian was on the cover wearing an, uh, an awesome orange sweater that looks like a Rebel Flight jacket. Can I give a little tidbit too? <laughs> I saw an interviewer ask uh, Diego Luna if he's finally going to meet Jabba the Hutt. Right. Who I, I don't know if you guys have seen that clip video. I, I, I tweeted him, it yeah. where he wants yeah. to, like he's just like favorite Star Wars character. Yeah. Uh, and it was just like a funny little question, but I don't know. You never know. Well, let's see if it's <laughs> if it's Diego Luna's favorite Star Wars character. Yeah. And they know that at any level, and they want to reward him in some way. That it's very possible. Yeah. yeah. It's very possible there'll yeah. be some Java touching. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and with that, we're gonna save the rest of this uh, news. There's more details about the Star Wars Hotel. Uh, some great news about uh, Oga's Cantina music being released. Uh, talk more about that Jet Trooper. All that stuff we'll revisit in coming weeks. Absolutely, which means that's the end of the news. We got two hours more of the regular show. Our main topic today is no, uh, but we do want to do our Force Center recommends an audio book we think you should try out on us, Joseph. That's right. Since we're talking about a bunch of Palpatine theories, I uh, decided to uh, dip back into Legends. Warning, this is a Legends book, not canon, but uh, I know both Ken and I love it. Uh, the Darth Plagueis book by James Lucino. Absolutely great book. Check it out to download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash Force Center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash force center for your free audio book and someone did tweet out asking hey why didn't you guys tweet out more legend books i'll tell you we're well, there's great ones we'll probably put out there you can read truce Bakura on your own time <laughs> all right audience questions let's get to these quick because we love doing them and we love hearing from all of you you all azler azler who is a twitch follower of mine i should respect that name more says hello there force center galaxy edge timeline is placed between eight and nine do you think after nine will we release the story uh, will involve there, but two will involve according to what happened in the movie, not necessarily immediately. So, but two, Galaxy's Edge, it takes place on a day that could change over time with different Star Wars properties, and especially Episode Nine. Joseph, you've been there. What do you think? I think that they are going to change it super eventually, like at least a couple of years. Because having been there, you could change some of the, uh, like, well, Matt Martin has said it happens on a specific day. I'm right. halfway through a Black Spire book. Can't wait to see if that day is covered in that book. Gotcha. Uh, but certain characters are canonically there that one day. You could change that out pretty easy. You could change out what merch is being sold pretty easy. The rides are a big change though. Yeah. The Falcon is that Falcon ride is locked into a Canon time that, uh, you know, I just walked by the area where the, uh, resistance ride is going to be. It looks massive. Yeah. I think, I think the design of galaxy's edge is that five years yeah. 10 years from now, they can go, sure, you know what? Now you're going to visit Batu during the Old Republic because those mm-hmm. are the movies that we're watching right now. But I think it's going to be eventually. Be very hard to do there. Uh, Andres, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think they will eventually pull in and update it. I, I, I think it, it will be tough to do with the rides, but as someone like, maybe you can change if Ray has a new outfit or you can change certain looks of characters that walk around the park. I think that'd be an easy little tweak that they can do. Um, but yeah, yeah, we, we never know. Well, one thing that's always kind of funny to find out that's the big speculation going around the internets is the idea of like, will Kylo be redeemed? And if that's the case, will that change his character right. in the <laughs> Disney parks? <Yeah. laughs> is he going to be giving you high fives and right. <laughs> right. yeah. we're going to see a different Kylo Ren in the parks and he's going to have a nice helmet. <laughs> yeah. Like, is he going to have a good guy helmet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. a fair, it's a silly, fair question. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's, I mean, you have I've to think seen about people that. actually yeah. ask that, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, shout out to everybody who's developed that. 
They 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 developed it down to yeah. the DNA. Yeah, Kyle, okay. Kylo's got a. It's not just a helmet. He's got a perspective. It's yeah, reacting. Supreme Leader Kylo. Supreme Leader yeah. Ren is. You know, so it's a. Yeah. It would be a big change. Yeah, yeah. I I have nothing specific other than that there's some room to breathe. But uh, yeah, that uh, that's not going to happen overnight. Yeah, and you, you're right. Those rides that'd be very hard. I guess you could put a different hat on Hondo and say. <laughs> uh, thank you for that question, Yuval. Uh, Joshua Thorne. Which characters would you like to see interact with Maz and show up at her can- cantina in future canon? Absolutely love the idea of Obi Wan going there for a drink and interacting with the scum and villainy. Well. That's a great answer. Uh, Andres, uh, who do you yeah, want Maz I mean, to meet up with? Think about the idea of Maz coming up in the Star Wars TV shows. And I, I know that mm-hmm. might be kind of VFX difficult. Right. Um, but the fact that she has been there for so long, it'd be interesting to see her perspective yeah. within that time period. Yeah, right, yeah. Is what I mean. I don't think it's out um, of the question to have yeah. it pop up in an Obi-Wan show. And that, yeah, mm-hmm. that would be my, my first desire. First desire? Yeah, yeah. I think, I, you know, we, a lot of the same names come up. For other characters, Kira and Fisnes would be cool. Uh, a young Wu hair <laughs> learning the like, tricks of the his, trade. That's his school. That's his, his apprenticeship. This is his apprenticeship. I'm a bar back at the at Master's <laughs> Castle. But there are too many droids. They allowed uh, droids in there, so I had to go. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, I like that a lot. Uh, Cassian works for me in the series oh, yeah. too. Yeah, in the animated stuff, you could see you could see a lot. You know, maybe Ahsoka goes there at one point of. Hey, uh, how do you get to the unknown regions? It could work too. Joshua, thank you for that question. We're going to Patreon. Alex Lloyd, if Boba Fett does appear in the Mandalorian, why do you? Who do you? So not why. Who do you want him uh, to be played by? I hope it's Django himself, Tamara Morrison. He's fifty-eight now. It admittedly makes Tamara a decade and a half older than the character of Boba Fett by that point, or quite possibly. I'm bad at math. No, I think you're about right. Uh, but we know what those Tatooine twin sons can do with a person's aging. Hello there. Not to mention the acidic juices of the Sarlacc. So he has my vote. Hashtag continuity. Hashtag prequelist. Boba Fett and the Mandalorian is a big question. I don't know if I have the exact answer in my brain. Joseph, what do you have for this one? Uh, there was a weird, uh, I think, red carpet quote from Favreau saying, no, Boba Fett's not in it, but the, there was some discussion of whether or not that was a deflection. Um, mm-hmm. So I, there's a possibility that he's just that he's not in it. I, I would love him to be a Mandalorian, but what I want more than anything is I would love Tamora Morrison to play him again. We get the Mandalorian now to be the 80s Boba Fett that people dreamed of, the mysterious stranger. Uh, Like it or not, he's now a clone, and that's an interesting story to me. An aging clone who survived the Sarlacc pit. Mm. I would love to see that story somewhere, somehow, played by Tamura Morrison himself. Interesting, interesting. Um, When when the rumors were going around for the Boba Fett movie... um, there was a lot of speculation around who will play Boba Fett. I was very, very vocal on Twitter that I wanted it to be someone like a Tamor. I wanted it to be a Polynesian, mm-hmm. like a New Zealand actor. Cause I feel like there's, yeah, there's yeah. such a great talent pull out there. And we've seen that with tomorrow with Taika with, with such great talent that I feel like it would just be a big miss if they don't cast a Polynesian actor mm-hmm. to play Boba Fett. That being said, yes, I, I would like to see 
the same thing. I would like to see a, a Polynesian actor. I, I do. I, I, I acknowledge Alex's uh, mm. question mark as far as his age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, maybe not tomorrow. I, yeah. I've seen him and it's like, man, he, you could see his age. Yeah. Um, but they I would like just aged him down. That's in true. Aquaman. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but, but if, if I would, if I had a choice, I would say like a younger version of yeah. someone that looks like tomorrow, a, a young Polynesian yeah, actor. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel Logan's uh, Daniel still flying yeah. in the trade, whether oh, that's or not right. he can, sure. Uh, lead something like that. That's a different question, but uh, I like the idea. I, I do not think Boba Fett shows up in Mandalorian at all. Yeah. Uh, I think they still want to, if they're going to answer that question at all, it will, this is a, it's a perfect environment of, in terms of a show to answer the question of Boba Fett, but I don't, I don't think. Can I, can do I see maybe season two, season three? I think season two, maybe Ooh, very interesting. later on. Yeah, absolutely. Because I agree. Yeah. I don't think season one for sure. Yeah, and but, it, but, look, but maybe no, like a season three yeah. antagonist or something like that. It's, I could see it's that. It's just no secret that Favreau wanted this to yes. be Boba Fett at the, at the celebration. He just kept mentioning the character, yeah, so much and and the socks he was knitting and everything is sending the, to Filoni. <laughs> knitting Boba Fett socks. Yeah. you know what I think is a possibility uh, is that Boba Fett will be mentioned. That that's good money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if yeah. they're talking about what the Mandalorian image in the galaxy is Boba Fett's been controlling that for the last couple of years yeah. in that timeline. I like that answer. Uh, final question here from Patreon, David Knefelkamp. After the music episodes we did recently, Tony Thaxton was a guest. Uh, I was thinking about how A New Hope ends with celebration music. Phantom Menace ends with the parade. Revenge of the Sith ends with a montage overlaid with music. Yub Nub was replaced with a montage. Force Awakens and Last Jedi don't really have this. Would you like to see a final montage like the new Return of the Jedi ending for the galaxy? Or at least a parade? And that <laughs> is an important question. Totally yeah. get what David's asking here. We've got... A different uh, Force Awakens is the most individual, unique, yeah, ending in Star Wars, and my favorite one. But Joseph, I'll start with you here. A uh, Episode Nine parade. <laughs> I would be fine if a parade or a party is a part of the montage. In yeah. fact, I would like that, and that's a good vocal warm up. A parade yeah. or a party should be part of the montage. Uh, but I, I really do think that montage is appropriate because yeah. uh, you know at this point. You know, the version of Return of the Jedi that Lucas considers official mm. and Revenge of the Sith both have an element of montage. I do like a little bit of that Star Wars poetry. And also, this is the whole Skywalker saga. This is after the galaxy gets pulled yeah. in different directions by different Force users. Where does it end up? And I think I think it's going to be a mostly happy ending. Yeah. But I think it might be a little bit of Luke. I think it might be a little bit of bittersweet. It might be a little bit of peace and purpose. We did it. We're on the right track. The force is in balance, but we're looking toward the horizon. And how can they show us that with the characters we love and show us the galaxy as a whole feeling right. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, a little bit of uh, Return of the King appendices kind of uh, type of ending. Poe goes, does what he does, you know, goes, you know, Zori Bliss is good oh, out here. Yeah. Uh, Finn and and, uh, and whatever his story is, and Ray, and then ends with some sort of force ghost reunion something something like that i'm just speculating wildly but yeah with over music that makes a lot of sense yeah, yeah. I, I think they're gonna yeah. i think jj is really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gonna throw everything at the screen and really make us feel all the feels when it comes to montages when it comes to parties when it comes to force ghost party which is something that i've been trying to trend as far as a hashtag sure. force ghost party uh, i think they're ghost all party. i think it's gonna uh, they're gonna bring them all back qui-gon's here anakin's here obi's here i think everyone's gonna be at the force ghost force ghost party um and i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be tears filled mm -hmm. crazy 
an incredible montage and I like it. Yeah. It's going to be, it, I, I think it's, yeah, it's gonna be beautiful. Ooh, for sure. cool. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Here, here's Whoa. a here's Whoa. a wild, what do you got? Wild thought, wild thought for yeah. the last image. Wild thought because it's hard. we already know it's yeah. uh, it or a ship like it is in the movie. Right. Uh, been reading a lot of things about things being circular, going back to prequel ring theory. What if the final shot is at least one of our heroes jumping into hyperspace on the Tanta V four? There you go. Mm. I like that mm. circles. Directed by JJ Abrams. Damn, it's amazing. I'm already crying, guys. Well, <laughs> we're going to find out in December, everybody, and a lot to find out before then. Wow. Yeah. We got through a lot today. Thank you, David, Alex, Joshua, you've all for asking questions here. We take questions every week from you all. You can do that by reaching out on Twitter. Follow us at Force Center Pod. Use the hashtag Force Center. Like our Facebook page, and you can reach out uh, through our website, forcecenterpod.podomatic.net. We have uh, merch like our Speculate Responsibly t-shirt, tpublic.com slash user slash four center. Tweet us of a pic of you speculating responsibly in that shirt, and we'll reshare it. Podcasts available uh, a lot of places, including our Heart Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. YouTube, we're on there. We got the Databank Brawl animated version. We got some Star Wars ranked rebroadcasts and some more stuff coming there. Uh, we'll get back to the Databank Brawl ones. Uh, don't worry. Subscribe and join the party over there. And Patreon, where we take at least two questions every week. And we appreciate your support, Joseph. Uh, what's going on over there? Yeah, we got uh, our new Patreon bonus episode that we're doing called The Will of the Force, where we just flip to a random page in a visual dictionary and chat about what's there. So we'll have a, a new one coming out. And that's what we're doing monthly. That's available to all. All of our supporters, if you're interested, check us out at patreon.com slash center. Absolutely. We have our own stuff we're doing here. We want to uh, give special thanks to Andres Cabrera for coming in here. He's uh, uh, being on here more and more as uh, Jennifer's still out. And, and that doesn't mean when Jennifer comes back that Ace is kicked out of the, the, the seat there. <laughs> Just, uh, we appreciate you filling in. Absolutely. But, uh, not more than filling Shout in. Shout out to Jennifer. In, yeah, bringing yeah. in presents. Yeah, Jennifer. Uh, doing good over there, waiting for you walk to show up at nine. But Ace, uh, what are you working on these days? Yeah, I'm still doing the Meaning of podcast. Come check me out. Uh, we're up on YouTube as well on the First Cut YouTube channel. And the Meaning of, you can find it on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. It's a lot of fun. RB3 and I, Robert Butler, talking about different directors that we love and talking about movie news. Come check me out on Twitter at Squad Leader Race as well. Absolutely. Good thing to do. Joseph, uh, you are going to Dragon Con. I am going to dragon con and they finally announced the list of panels so i can tell people what i'm doing uh all of it is listed on my uh, website at josephscrimshaw.com under the live shows tab or you can download the dragon con app if you're going to be there i'm doing an episode of my podcast obsessed i'm doing uh, this big saturday night concert with a bunch of other awesome people where i'll be doing some stand-up uh, but in particular, I'm doing a panel called Live Like a Jedi. It was called How to Live Like a Jedi, but they cut off the how-to. That's fine. We yeah. go with it. One of the ways to live like a Jedi is to just let things happen. Uh, so it's called Live Like a Jedi. It's going to be uh, part comedy, part uh, actual diving into Jedi philosophy. Uh, my guests are going to be a great uh, comedian and podcaster, Hal Lublin, and then Alex and Molly of Star Wars Explained. We're going to talk a little bit about the way that Jedi sort of do things, and then I'm going to put some questions to to them of like, well, how would you handle this situation if you were trying to be like a Jedi? So that should be a, a ton of fun, and uh, we'll we'll try to record that, and if it turns out, we'll throw that up on the Force Center podcast uh, feed. And then my final thing uh, to plug is that uh, the most recent episode of Obsessed is with Ace. We had a great conversation about vampires. Absolutely. I re- th- that, this episode, man, if you've never checked out Obsessed, it's, for me is like perfect because oh, you're super you. into it. You're super insightful and it's funny. So it's everything I want. 
Man, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And yes, I do love vampires and I was watching vampire movies over the weekend. <laughs> nice. So go check out that episode. Yeah. Stay absolutely. on brand. Stay on brand. For me, just go to catnapsack.com for information on uh, where to buy my book, uh, the audio book coming out soon. Also some comedy shows. I'll be in Washington, D.C. While you're all watching The Mandalorian for the fifth time, I'll be doing comedy with Mark Ellis on Washington, D.C. Go to the website for that and a local show coming up. I can't announce yet, but it's going to be fun. Also, September 6th, I'll be appearing at the Millennium Pro Wrestling's return in Northridge, California, and a chance to uh, do a little meet and greet with me there as I uh, hang around the wrestling ring, the other place I love to be. Wow, we did uh, We did what we needed to do. Take our time and get through the news. Speculate responsibly with a dash of wildness. That's what we love doing here. Thank you all for listening. That was Four Center. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.